The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. of the panel discussion, your home for comic book talk every week right here on the BICBP radio network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside, as always, Greg Knowlton. And today we are joined by a very special guest. I am very glad that uh, that we got this underway. Uh, we've <laughs> wanted to talk to him for a very long time on the show, and we picked, I mean, Spooptober. Got to have one-third of the terror trio. We got my man Micah here. How you doing, buddy? That's right. I am Micah. Always have been and always will be. (laughs) And it is, we are getting mad spoopy right now. (laughs) Super spoopy. Yeah. This is the best time of the year. The leaves are changing. The air is crisp. The demons are out walking the streets at night and just, there's witches, goblins, and monsters everywhere. And I am loving it. I am too. I am too. You know, for as long as I know you, you've always been like really like super into the horror like genre. I've been this way my whole life. Your whole life. Yeah. I always want to ask you that because, um, you know, one, one aspect that I find like awesome and, and humorous too of your and uh, your, your wife Drew's relationship um, is the, the, the horror element. <laughs> I, I, I remember it was a couple of years ago I was seeing on your Facebook that you got in your car and there was like a dummy. It, it was it, a dead body. It was a dead uh, body. Yeah, but it wasn't just like. It it wasn't a regular like prop like it was like so lifelike and it looked like a friend of mine. Uh, oh my god! I'm I'm originally from Erie, Pennsylvania, and this actually looked like a kid that like I grew up with and stuff. And he, as an adult version, this is how he looked. And I opened the door and I screamed, and then the neighbors heard it and everything. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. My wife has a dead body in the front seat of the car, <laughs> and it's this very lifelike prop covered in blood. And it was it was great. She got that when she was uh, she was doing some work uh, for the Buffalo Zombie Mud Run. And actually, like uh, like a little funny thing, how I met my wife is she was covered in blood. I met her in October. Uh, we were both working at Scare at the Fair. Okay. Yeah. So oh, this wow. is like, it was like it just meant to be. She grew up with horror. I grew up with horror. I had a sheltered life, but for some reason. Everyone in my family was just like, you know, you can't do this, 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 this. Oh, but if you want to watch Pumpkinhead at 11 o'clock at night, go right ahead. You want to stay up late, watch USA up all night? Yeah, sure. Oh, HBO after midnight? There's no harm that could come from this. And I'm like, okay, because this is great because, like, horror movies are fantastic. And especially when you're, like, a little, like, kid, you get to see boobs. (laughs) And, like, that just, like, that just paved the way to the man I am right now. So I I like to ask this question because with superheroes like there's this very obvious draw as to as to why you would love it or to why like um it might influence something like the way you live or whatever and, and I think horror movies especially for a lot of people it's a little less obvious and sometimes even confusing like what is it about like horror specifically that like draws you in like what is it that like gets you excited I don't like anything that's like serious. Uh, Horror is an escape from reality because for the most part, like things pretty much suck. Uh, You see like (laughs) like serious movies, sports movies, stuff like that. Like even like your, your 
romantic comedies i just cannot stand but i just a good cheesy horror flick i can't think of anything that's like a better time like some pizza pizza, a six-pack of beer and like sleep away camp part three uh like that's plus like it's it's everything is especially a lot of the horror i'm into is just so over the top yeah there's, there's plenty of blood spray you got and then you have like you have every like all the characters and stuff like you're uh you have like your your stupid bimbo who gets naked you got the jock <laughs> you have like the the nerdy the nerdy guy who always mm-hmm. seems to get it the worst for some reason i don't know why but and then like and then you have like uh a couple other supporting characters but then you have the one uh you have your final girl um and i just i love that like that recipe like i just think that always makes the most perfect movie i just watched this flick last night on shutter um which is the absolute best streaming service out there right now like they give you the best horror content um and i recommend it to everybody it's owned by amc it's like five bucks a month it's phenomenal um and uh the movie i watched last night with uh with my wife was this uh found footage film called Found footage 3D, the 2D version. <laughs> and it was a it was wonderful. It it came out a couple of years ago. Uh it was my first time watching it. And it was just like they were set this this uh group of group of people, they were set. There was like your your director, the writer, there was a married couple that wrote the movie, and it was just supposed to be the two of them starring in this found footage film. And it uh it had them filming like the making of this found footage movie and the gimmick to the found footage movie they were making was this is going to be the first ever 3d found footage movie. And everyone else <laughs> on set is like, this is fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> why would it be in 3d? And it's like, who cares? Whatever. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to have like a reason why it's 3d. And then he's like, okay, fine. The lead character is a 3d enthusiast. <laughs> so he recorded the trip in 3d. Um, but it was it was so campy, it was stupid, it was a satire on found footage films, but it was it also had some of the best jump scares I've seen in years. It was That's, great. I'm all about that. I so found footage is actually like my favorite type of horror. Like I'm a big fan of found footage films. It um, gets a lot of heat though. Like it does. Yeah. It definitely does. I, I think found footage if it not even done well. I just think found footage is fun. Yeah, it's so much fun because right. you don't have to deal with like lighting and like camera mm-hmm. angles and stuff like that. Like it's uh, and also it's usually the point of view of the person. So it's almost like a video game where you're walking yep. through stuff. And, First person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, and, think, uh, yeah. I wasn't a huge believer in them. And then I watched the first Grave Encounters and I was like, oh, wow. That's oh, wow, so this funny. Is a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. You brought that up because I was just gonna say I think the best found footage film made is Grave Encounters. I agree. Uh, it's so oh, good, yeah. and you could get away with uh, the cheesy special effects like that in in films like that, and it it, it comes comes across as like well made because it's like that grainy uh night vision and you could have like a cgi ghost pop up and it looks like it's supposed to be there exactly yeah as opposed to like the nun yeah yeah oh yeah good 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 time man good the the tub was probably like my favorite scene in that whole that was a great gag (laughs) yeah that was such a good gag and did you see the sequel i did i wasn't as the the end like i'm all about like horror films like or gore and horror films 
but for whatever reason, the angle of the finish with the camera, like smashing the chick in the face messed me up. That was like, because I think like it was first person point of view. It was really <laughs> tough to watch. I was like, "Oh man!" You thought it was you were just like headbutting the chick. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and she wasn't ooh. actually getting smashed with the camera. Yeah, I, it's a little more gruesome. It, it definitely was. I I I like how it it, uh, it you know it it's like, hey, we found the guy from the first. I don't want to spoil anything. If you're you're listening, definitely check out Grave Encounters. Check out the sequel. Um, the sequel has hands down the one of the best gags i've seen in a found footage flick um and i i don't want to spoil it yeah yeah i'm all about it i i love it so for me recently i found out so last year a year and a half ago i was like this is weird sidebar but it'll it'll make sense i was diagnosed with like super severe anxiety and i didn't know what was going on with it and whatever. And it's super hard to uh, like calm down when I was having a panic attack. And one of the weirdest things I realized is when I was having like a really tough day or a panic attack, like, like watching a horror movie chilled me out. <laughs> and like, what kind, what kind chilled you out though? Uh, I want, what did I watch? I, it wasn't even like goofy stuff. It wasn't even like like an Evil Dead or an Army of Darkness. It was like genuinely, genuinely being scared calmed me down. I can't remember what I watched last. Isn't that something, though, that horror could do that for you? That's and amazing. I, I actually had asked the doctor about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's that feeling of like feeling like you have an opportunity to be harmed or, or hurt, but knowing you're completely safe, and it causes this like <laughs> fight or flight that also your mind can reconcile with, unlike a panic attack, your mind can reconcile, okay, this is a movie, like I have nothing to worry about, and then you chill out. And it was crazy. Like I went, I was able to go to Fright World for the first time in, in a while and like enjoy myself. And I was like, weird. This is super weird now. And <laughs> it's, it's fun to it's be scared. Cool... Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it is. It's a lot of fun to be scared. It definitely is good for you. Matt, it's are you so in the, are you in horror like the way? Uh, maybe not as much as you guys yeah. are. I mean, I, I love the, the idea of it. You know, I've watched, I mean, more so the mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, your Friday the 13th and, and Halloween and, and this and that. But Oh, um, mainstream horror is great. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. But there's like this this cool like cult following of of the B-list stuff, essentially. The, the stuff that's yeah. not as well known is what, like, I, I I don't know where to start. I admire it. I think it's awesome, but I just don't know where to start. Roger, uh, Roger Corman, uh, he produced, like, over, like, 200, uh, which, which you just said, B-horror films. Yeah. And he he doesn't he, – he was called the king of the bees. And Roger Corman said, I don't like that. I want to be known as the king of exploitation films because mm-hmm. that means that these A-list movies are better than my movies. And they're not. So I don't even use that term, B-horror, okay. anymore. I use exploitation film. Now, I don't mean to sound like a snobby horror No, horror no, person, but <laughs> that – that's like going to say like uh, like something like out out in a, like a, like a big Hollywood release film like number one right now whatever like right now it's Joker obviously that's that's yeah. I haven't seen it yet but oh, from what great. I heard it's, it's absolutely incredible it's really good but when you um you think about like um all these uh, like an, like another movie that makes like 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 millions and millions of dollars I don't consider a movie like that better than like uh. Sleepaway Camp 2. 
Right. You know, so it's, it's, they're just on different. It's a perception. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perception thing. I understand. Like, it's like comparing in like wrestling because, you know, we always talk wrestling on here too, since it's, we know it. It's like saying like hands down, the big companies are better than every indie out there. It's, it, it's not true. Like, there's independent wrestlers that are independent wrestling that I would rather watch than like a WWE sometimes, you know? Right. Know definitely. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to compare it. To. Yeah. It's a very fair comparison. Um, as we sit, sit at the top of the show, uh, you are one of the three hosts of the terror trio. Tell us, uh, us and the listeners kind of how terror trio came about uh, when you guys started this and that it's first off terror trio is an absolute blast and you can catch us streaming on absolute we're on every service right now including youtube um it started with uh thursday night terrors is big here in buffalo our mm-hmm. uh, our local horror uh horror icon peter Valou. uh he uh, i always butcher his last name and he gives me shit about it but i just <laughs> for some reason i can't pronounce his last name properly um so peter he started up thursday night terrors and i you start it, it's like man I've always wanted to do like a horror podcast. So I brought it up to him and he was uh, definitely too busy for it. Um, Cause he's handling everything with Thursday night terrors. Right. And I know I've always wanted to do this with someone like Eugene, uh, Eugene Bofill, uh, who is I've, I've known for about 10 years now uh, through like just mutual friends and stuff. And um, so I, I kind of got the, we kind of got the ball rolling about a year ago. Well, less than a year ago. And like i just remember like my wife going you know what i went in on this too and i'm like that's awesome because we need that dynamic of like these two two dudes and then you got like the girl chiming in it's yeah uh, it goes a long way and drew is actually i uh, absolutely hilarious and i i'm not saying this because she's my wife but i think she's the best part of the show because i get off the rails a lot eugene's kind of the straight man and then like drew is just like she's just so fucking funny <laughs> yeah um, she's she's a trip i lift i've listened to a few episodes uh myself and and yeah she you guys have a great dynamic like oh thanks man th- you know three person dynamics that sometimes are a little tricky they're sometimes a little tricky but it works with it's, you guys yeah. very well it was it was uh man it took us a while to kind of get a groove and we're still learning i mean obviously like you're still learning too like, absolutely podcasts are not easy you oh, gosh uh, no no and especially like you want to stay consistent and we drop a new episode every thursday we record every tuesday uh we have uh we we hooked up with this guy pat uh he actually moved to california but he's still producing our show for us because we don't have a clue how to do any of this right uh we just have like the knowledge and the know-how of 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 every horror everything but we don't know how to i I don't know do you control alt like what do you click do you right click (laughs) stuff like i don't get technology man um i i wish i still had a flip phone i i mean like this thing right here is just like used for like like texting and and porn so that's uh, (laughs) that's it that's um yeah, you don't want to run a black light over that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it took us a while to kind of like start getting a groove. Like we we do like the news, like what's going on this week in horror, because we like to keep everyone up to date. And we're getting fe- I was hesitant on that doing like a news segment. But then I'm getting feedback like, yo, this the news is the best part of the show because like like unlike other people, they don't have like an algorithm in their their Facebook or their Twitter uh, or their Instagram that's constantly horror stuff popping up. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So when they get it from us, it's the first time they're hearing it. Um, and then like, we stick to uh, 
after the news and stuff, we kind of stick to a subject. Uh, we'll do like a, an episode of like cabin horror. Uh, we had a uh, an uh, women of horror episode. Uh, we we cover like a lot of cool stuff. This last one we did was acid horror, where it's like just like really trippy wigged out horror um and with the three of us like we all we pick our own movie we kind of break it down give a background on it and stuff um but it's it's a lot of fun i'm having a blast doing it it's like it's seriously like my favorite thing to do right now good i mean that's that's how kind of i fell in love with it you just want to talk about something like you yeah, said you have man. a you have an incredible knowledge of horror and horror i i always like cut it short and always sounds just like i'm saying horror and it <laughs> sounds really horror. Like you have a you have an incredible knowledge of whores <laughs> man oh man i tell you what <laughs> if, I, if i had a nickel for all those was i have about five cents uh, yeah but it's like that whole like oh man i have this brain full of useless information uh but then it's like you have a platform like this and i get to share it with everybody so it's it's awesome man and we're growing every week and I'm just I'm having a blast doing it. Like you two are, I'm sure, having a blast doing this. Oh, we yeah, yeah we just we you gotta ch- try to challenge yourself. You know, every every show you do, try to up the ante a little bit, pick apart what you did last time, make mm-hmm. it better the next time. Oh and, hell yeah, and, man! You know, I, I I've learned a lot. I've only I've been doing this for about a year and a half now, and you know, it's it's been a fun ride. It's there. Yeah, so it's, that's, it's that's therapeutic still, for me. That's still considered like a baby. Oh, I'm greenhorn. I'm yeah. still a greenhorn. Like we're at uh, we started in November. Right of last year, so we're at like eleven months right now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're still learning, man. Yeah, that's the fun in it. It's, it's just the, it. the the social media. You have to constantly pump it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, yeah, so it's like like Eugene. He does uh, he does a little bit more on like Instagram. I'm like I'm trying to get Twitter going here and stuff. So that's good to divvy up the responsibilities. That that mm-hmm. makes it very easy on everybody. Uh, Drew's big thing is she doesn't want to have anything to do with anything on social media. <laughs> Because obviously she has boobs. Weird dudes are gonna creep up in her. Weird dudes are gonna pop up in her uh, in her DMs. So she's yeah. like, she's like, nah, you two handle that shit. I don't want to. Nah. <laughs> she sounds like that, right? It's pretty no, it's pretty spot on. I get, I can say it all no. day long. <laughs> I know Drew's listening, so I gotta, I gotta behave too. She is. Uh, oh, maybe, shit. maybe she might listen. Might listen to this one. I don't know. We'll see. Hi, Drew. Um, all right, uh, Greg, any news for this week as far as comic book stuff, oh, comic book culture going? Well, on the, the TV side of it, it's just um, that DC shows are launching right now, which is it's fun. It's awesome. It's October. But what the really cool part about the DC shows is that we're going to get – it just means Crisis on Infinite Earths is real close. And I'm super excited for that, uh, and I'm specifically excited for Batwoman to launch as well. Um, to see another like female lead superhero show on the CW, but like, let's be honest, um, is it Ruby Rose is her real name, right? Yeah, is a totally different actress than the girl they having have playing Kara on Supergirl. So it's going to be a totally different show, and I'm excited um, for that more like to be a style. thirteen year old boy watching that. Mm. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, hmm. <laughs> tight, tight leather on that chick. Goddamn. Um, which Ruby Rose sucks. <laughs> she sucks, man. She's like Justin Bieber with boobs. But it's, uh, but I mean, hey, I, I'm into it. She's just not a good actress. Yes, I agree. 
Sorry, am I going too far on here? No, it's okay. <laughs> no, no holds barred. Okay, uh, <laughs> you didn't. I didn't give like the whole like. What am I not allowed to say? <laughs> no, it's pretty free range. No, yeah, yeah we're, you're pretty solid on here. Yeah. Yeah. If there was a line, you definitely crossed it by now. So we're good. <laughs> oh, excellent. But I know so. there's a ton going on. We just had uh, New York Comic Con, and there's just DC announced a ton of um, a ton of more books that are coming out. Um, that's one of the things we are going to try to be better about on this show is actual paperback comic book news. Um, it's something I know we haven't been dead on for, but there's been a lot of really good stuff going on in the, the comic book world, like Doctor Doom number one about to drop, which obviously I'm super excited about. But um, wait, what? Doctor Doom one, another issue of Doctor Doom. I'm super pumped for a solo. What's going run. on? Uh, what's going on in uh, the world of Doom? <sighs> Man, Doom. I don't know um, how much you've read <laughs> lately, but Doom no, became, nothing, honestly, became nothing Iron lately. Man for a while, which was pretty sweet. Okay, I heard about that. Was that actually good? It was really good. I loved it. Really? Um, and then recently, the Fantastic Four just relaunched, and they brought Doom in, really pushing the anti-hero side of them, um, but okay. like full-on leading Latveria. And one of my favorite things was... Um, invisible woman actually like turned his armor invisible so everyone could see what he looked like under the armor so the world saw like doom does he, scarred does he look like spawn oh yeah it's pretty bad and just so, like beef jerky <laughs> basically yeah like that's well that's like body shaming him yeah that's not nice. no that's not cool <laughs> so it's really cool because now he's like going back to like restore his power um, and I'm super excited also because the Halt and Catch Fire writer is actually the one writing Doom. And that show has just a ton, a ton of like um, rave reviews for being so well written that I think it'll be cool to see how it, it translates over to a comic book. Mm. Um, and, and I just love villain run um, villain runs like I love solo villain runs if they're done Agreed. right. Yeah, I agree. I've always been intrigued with Dr. Doom. Uh, back in the nineties when I was really heavy into comic books, he was, I thought he was a very compelling character. Um, I kind of fell off with Marvel, I'd say like in the past, like 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what's going on with him, but I mean, it's for like the future of, of comic book movies. I would, uh, with, uh, now with, uh, was that Disney owns, everything fucking everything <laughs> like let's get let's get doom to be the next i know they were saying like galactus or like the infinity yeah, uh, i'm sorry we, not, the secret wars and stuff like that like yeah. fuck all that make doom the number one like heavy if like they make do him the, the new secret one, wars yeah. we get doom we do doom is if they go lean more heavily doom is like the driving force for the new secret wars so that could oh, be possible exciting. that's really exciting which should be good yeah because doom works at like a he can work at an earthly level and then a kind of an, a cosmic a cosmic level. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I like uh, they should start with the earthly like doom and then make it cosmic. Yeah. Uh, Taking out Galactus and earning his powers. Kind of like he did in the original Secret Wars. Bingo. And, yep. Or uh, Beyonder. Yeah. Beyonder. Mm -hmm. like, there's so much you can do to just keep elevating doom, you know, with every movie, every phase until there's a big ultimate clash, essentially. Yeah, just, man, oh man. They keep then, fucking doom up. In the, oh in yeah. The, in uh, you go back to the original Fantastic Four movie, that one that uh, came out, uh, that that really goofy one, the nineteen ninety four one. Yeah, which it blows my mind that that was made in ninety four. The first time I watched that was like 
maybe like 12 years ago. Yeah. I was still living in here. Oh, I thought that movie was made in the 80s. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> um, but Doom, that's like the best portrayal of Dr. Doom. That's been the best portrayal of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. All, it was like campy. Like, I actually, I, I, I don't know. I kind of hate, I, I kind of liked it. I oh, really do. The full video, you yeah. know, the full movie is on YouTube. I think still to this. You day. don't mind if I put my feet up here? No, dude, right. chill out. Gonna... You got pillows. Get comfy. <laughs> oh man, get comfy. This is nice. Um, yeah. yeah, we have a yeah. we have a hot box studio. This is like a, there's a couch and shit in here. It's oh. warm in the summertime. It's warm in the it summertime. It is really warm yeah. in the summertime. It's, yeah, we make it work. <laughs> um, all right. And then on the, on the just, oh, go ahead. on the DC side, real quick, just because I'm a huge mark for it, um, they're doing this this like infinite a new infinite crisis basically it feels like they're but it's through time i don't know exactly how to put it and they're bringing in all these justice leagues from different times and the batman beyond justice league just appeared in the comic books um and so it's like different justice leagues versus all these different versions of brainiac and if you haven't picked up scott snyder's justice league it's so good it's so good so i'm all about that i loved it's the original like Batman Beyond cartoon Justice League Beyond and I'm I'm all about it like old Superman Warhawk uh, Terry McGinnis like it looks I'm super pumped and now we can hop in <laughs> now we can hop in all right yeah we got some we got lots of bookage to read uh today's theme pretty much is horror comics horror horror comic books uh horror horror uh, and yeah, we got quite a few. I know Mike has got some to kind of go through. Uh, yeah, but me being me, now I, I know your listeners don't really know who I am, but I'm I'm I have control in my life for the most part. But at the same time, I'm a fucking mess. Um, <laughs> I, had, like, I had stuff planned out to like come here, like come here with like deceased comic books, uh, a few other ones and stuff. And for some reason, they just like vanished off the face of my apartment. They're, they're like, I don't know what the hell happened. I'm like throwing stuff ever. I'm like, where are they? <laughs> uh, Drew's at school. She's going to come home to like the couch tipped over. It's <laughs> playing on the dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. All right. Um, you know what? I'll start. Uh, I'll start this one off. And for the for the listeners, uh, if you never listened to the show before, we actually rate all of our books. Uh, just for fun, it's kind of like Family Feud. The points don't really matter, but uh, we have five categories. Is it? Oh God! Yeah, you're right. I got my game shows mixed up. I am they ashamed. win crap in Family Feud. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Um, good save, Greg. Good save. Uh, but we review uh, our books based on five categories, and we score them out of ten each: um, art, action, story, dialogue, and uh, rereadability. Uh, essentially, would you pick this book up again? And we add them all up, and we get a Overall score uh, between zero and fifty. Our lowest book so far is uh, X twenty three number four, and I I don't think it's been topped yet. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. It was a uh, solid eight, <laughs> eight out of fifty. It was it was really bad. I'm still like I almost threw that in a bonfire. So I'm mad I was at that book, but um, <laughs> but all right, I'm gonna get started off with today's readings. Uh, I'm gonna do Carnage Mind Bomb uh, number one. It's from February of I want to see the mid nineties. I'm not a hundred percent certain, but uh, you know, before, reading this book, I actually realized carnage really hasn't had all that many great stories. I did want to like Maxim carnage. That's yeah. And like a couple other ones with like him fighting with venom, but like 
after like the mid nineties, he was just kind of one out. I mean, yeah, he has a new run right now, but just kind of like really bad ones. I, I read one. There's one of this this compilation where he's fighting Venom over the internet. Carnage like they, USA they, is dose. Dope. USA, wow. yeah. Carnage USA is dope. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have heard that one's pretty good, but it's like he hasn't had like tons and tons of great like stories. Cool like one offs. Like there's the one where he takes over uh Silver Surfer. Like that was late nineties. The uh I don't wait, what? Yeah. Wow. The Carnage Silver Surfer is like flying and, and Carnage takes over the, the surfer. It's Cosmic, Cosmic Carnage, they call him. It's really cool. It's actually in this book. Huh. Um, but anyways, yeah, Carnage Mind Bomb. I think this was a one-off. It was pretty wild. But as with a lot of mid-90s and beyond Carnage storylines, he's in some kind of prison. Uh, just kind of talking to gibberish. Ah, oh, my blood wants dinner, this and that. Uh, and he's under constant surveillance. He's obviously very well caged. And this this guy, his name is Mr. Kurtz. He's like he has some kind of specialty in in dealing with the psychotic. Um, he's all gung ho about wanting to do something with Carnage. Nobody else can get through to him, obviously. And Doctor Kurtz, uh, or excuse me, Mr. Kurtz, wants to do it. So he gets himself in, and let's see. Uh, without hesitation, Carnage tries to come after him. He goes, "Oh, you're, you're you know, you're get giving me dinner. You're you're getting me dinner ready." And he's like, "No, I'm your th- new therapist." And he blasts him with a sonic gun. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, what is the name for it? It's a sono pistol. The cool names, <laughs> the cool names that they come up with in comic books. It's it's pretty amazing. But um, so he blasts him with it, and he gets Cletus Cassie to separate from the Carnage symbiote. And then he gives him this this massive uh, dose of vitamin C. And he's trying to kind of get into Cletus Cassie's mind, figuring out what makes him tick, why he is the way he is. He talks to him a little bit about it. And Cassie's just opening up, opening up, telling him about his childhood. And and he's he's making a lot of progress. But um, the thing is, this vitamin C... Oh, you know, this vitamin C dose gets metabolized and the carnage symbiote, um, you know, it, it had Cletus Cassie kind of comatose for a little bit, but but still still there. But the symbiote merged with them and it ran through it ran through really quick and carnage with the symbiote gets like a little corkscrew digs into the therapist's head and starts like really messing with his mind like this it's actually it's 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 kind of cool it, it starts off like he's oh this there's a bunch of people in front of a candy store and this guy this guy is eating a hot dog and drinking um drinking like a a, a coke and, and then all of a sudden the, the you see the red of the symbiote i'll show mike yeah, really um it kind of comes into the scene and all of a sudden the guy's eating like an intestine hot dog and stuff like, <laughs> it just puts like a really dark twist on uh, like this a, guy's thoughts. The one guy has a like creepy a, dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the one guy has like a yeah, that is kind of gross. The one dude has like a KKK hood on. The other one has like a like a almost like a Jason Voorhees mask and a and like a butcher cleaver. Um, and he's just really, really messing with his mind and getting in this guy's head and just turning all his like thoughts inside out. The guy's like screaming, uh, and then he gets out, and the dude is butt ass naked <laughs> and he headbutts like he, this therapist he's just he's out of it now uh he headbutts one of the guards and he starts eating his face hey man we've all been there 
<laughs> that's what I mean. This is another way. Is, is this in Florida? <laughs> it, <laughs> might very, it might very well be some bath salts, but it, yeah. and then he digs his fingers into another guy's throat. It's like insane. And Carnage is just sitting through the doorway watching. Um, and the, the therapist gets shot, put down essentially. And it, it kind of ends with Carnage like, you know, oh, your boy there, he wasn't mad. I'm not mad. I just gave him a bit of the old therapy you love giving me. I showed him the real world and showed him chaos. And he went sane, just shooting him. That ain't no kind of answer. You can't shoot chaos and you can't keep it locked up for long. Uh, and that was the end of the story, essentially. Uh, it was great. What I wanted to do with these horror, horror books was, uh, you know, find like an established character, a rather established character and find a twist. And I mean, there's very few characters better in like mainstream, like than the Joker, which we did last week, carnage on the Marvel side. There's some other ones. Um, you know, I was eyeing up a few different ones. There was, there was a, what if, there was an old, what if that I was looking up and it was, uh, it was if Spider-Man, the, the venom symbiote stayed on Spider-Man, what would he have become? If like it fully attached to him, it was actually a really cool storyline. Uh, where he's just fighting off like everybody in the Marvel universe and, and and all that, and it actually ages him very quickly. He would have been an excellent dancer, that's for sure. <laughs> he would yeah. have listened to a lot of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yes, and he would have had the confidence to hook up with that Russian chick. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that is not right. just eat the cookies. <laughs> hmm. Great, give me, give me a cookie, bitch. Yeah. Man, I remember when I thought that movie was good. Shame on me. Um, oh. All right, let's. Get what are you it. talking about, dude? The best part of that movie was uh, uh, confident Peter Parker strutting yeah, around. It was. It, 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 it was. had that Sam Sam Raimi campiness that I love yeah. so much. If there was two hours of just him dancing around like that, that's all. Yeah, the rest of the movie sucked. <laughs> but but when he was the symbiote spider-man like that was that was some great cinema dude it really was yeah really everyone was. likes to shit on that and i i thought it was great like <laughs> i recommend like if you think like that's that's hokey whatever or if you actually enjoy that scene like go back and watch sam raimi's other work like stay away from the obvious like evil dead go back and watch dark man right oh, yeah, yeah. Right. like dark man is uh, dark man and spider-man are almost like the same movie <laughs> action sequence sequences it's 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 a hoot i'm gonna have to see that one I need to that's a that's a oh my gosh an early now i just liam neeson movie isn't it yeah correct it was like a, i think like 1990 91 somewhere around there i think it was before army of darkness came out dark man came out yeah liam neeson it was dark man okay all right, very good. Let me get into the review portion of this uh starting off with the artwork out of 10 uh, I'm not exactly sure what year it was. Like I said, I know it's definitely late, uh, late nineties, mid to late nineties. Uh, but the artwork is, is really realistic. And there's, I mean, there was some bad artwork in the nineties, but I thoroughly enjoy this. It, it feels dark and gritty. The, 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 the realism of a lot of this, uh, I mean, Carnage's symbiote is just like insane. Just the, the little symbiote tentacles everywhere and the, the little head things and, it's it's really really grotesque, but very very detailed, and I appreciate the artwork. Um, there are some like scenes of of realism that I can like the, the artist. I can't I can't I don't know who it is, but he did a really good job of illustrating this this book and, and kind of what goes on inside of Carnage's head. I'm gonna give the artwork a I'm gonna give it a nine on this one. Action. 
action was, I definitely could say it's it's a bit of a weak point. Uh, I mean, there, I'm not going to say there was suspense because we discussed this a little bit last week. Um, you know, action can do with suspense. Um, there was some edgy stuff, but I wasn't like on the edge of my seat. Like, well, what's going to happen next? Um, it just it just kind of happened. Uh, so the action, I'm going to give a little bit lower score. I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a five. It's about average. Um, story, story was pretty neat. And it was, like I said, it wasn't very, it wasn't a very long story by any means. It was, uh, but you, you know, just getting inside Carnage's head, you know, everything that's messed up about it. And he, 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 as usual, he's a G, you know, he's a pretty, he's actually pretty intelligent despite what many think. Uh, and he outsmarted another therapist <laughs> and he got, he got him to, to pretty much and, and go, yeah, just. It was bad, um, but I'm going to give the story for this one. I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, dialogue, dialogue was amazing. This is a very dialogue-driven, uh, driven story. It's pretty much you know the, the bulk of it, and you know hearing Cletus Cassidy talk, hearing the therapist, and uh, actually, uh, what's uh, J. Jonah Jameson's son's name? He's in this as well. He's one of the security guards. Actually, I can't oh, think wow. of his name. Um, so that was kind of a cool, uh, oh, just John Jameson. Um, so that was a kind of a cool little thing there, but dialogue, John Jameson, John Jameson. uh, I'm going to give a 10 to the dialogue. It was, I, it was good. I love the, I was reading this as along with you, as you were reading it. And I love the freaking carnage dialogue. When he first comes in, he straight up says to him, I'm going to crawl inside your veins and rip out your bone marrow. Like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> It's deep, man. That's intense. It's very intense. This is why I was like, this book fits. This story just fits so much with today's episode. Um, and then a rereadability factor. This is actually like the second or third time that I've read through it. I really enjoy it. It's, it's violent. It's it's gory. It's a little bit mind fucky. Um, I'm going to give that an eight as well. Uh, giving this story a 40 out of 50 for Carnage Mind Bomb from February. I still don't know the year, but I think 96. it's the only issue. It's ninety six. Thank you. Um, but it's the only issue. It's the only issue of uh, Mind Bomb that ever that ever was. So very good, um, Micah. You're chopping at the bit. Oh man, am I? Uh, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about deceased. Like I said earlier, I I don't know what happened to my issues. Uh, I think deceased is awesome. I, first Me off, too. the cover art. Is what is what really grabbed me by Makushka and pulled me in. Now, if, for those of you that don't know what Deceased is, it's DC's version of, I guess, Marvel Zombies, even though they did a way better fucking job. Yes, they um, did. I really this, liked it. This was actually serious, which I know, like earlier I said, I like the campy, I like the fun, which I loved Marvel Zombies, but there was something about this, though, that actually was just, like, fucking terrifying, man. Like, when you have, like, like Batman becoming a zombie. Well, anyways, rewind a little bit on here. It's the cover art for these, um, for these, for what was it? A five issue? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the cover art was like, they were, they were plays on, they were like a take on like uh, an old horror movie, an old horror movie poster. It okay. was like, uh, they did uh, it. Uh, oh yeah. Greg, you did show these to me. Yeah, yeah. Where I think it was like Robin holding a balloon um and and like joker was the uh was pennywise um they had another one where it was just like uh batman as a zombie uh from i forgot what zombie movie it was to take on but my favorite one was the cover of 
<clears throat> I think it was the second issue with Poison Ivy. The, ni- and oh. it was the Nightmare, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street one. And it said uh, it was her laying in bed like Nancy. And it was like, if Ivy doesn't wake up, you know, she'll, if Ivy doesn't wake up, she'll never wake up again. And I read these and it's just great. It's the Justice League, like uh, Apocalypse is, uh, wait a minute. Am I saying this right? No. Mm-hmm. What the hell is what the hell's the big dude's name? Doomsday. Dooms not is Doomsday. Not Doomsday. Yeah. Who's the uh, who's their who's their version of uh Oh no, that? you're right. Yeah, you were right. Apo- um now you've got me all jacked up. That, here. That's what that's what they call him, right? Apocalypse with a K. Uh, There's a K in there instead of a C. He's uh he's the he's their version of Thanos. Okay, good. Dark side, so, dark side, dark side. Dark Jesus, side. I, I, it happens to me more Who's often. A, Apoc- Apocalypse, Apocalypse is the, is the planet. It's the planet. Apocalypse is the planet. That's right. Okay, man. <laughs> oh man. As soon as you I'm, said Apocalypse, you know I lost everything. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> the world's oldest mutant. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was like 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 Dark Side's there, and like they they. It just starts with the Justice League fucking him up, and then he just pieces out. He's like, yeah, whatever. I can't. I got what I came for. I'm out of here. Uh. It turns out it was uh. It was Cyborg that they were after, and something about this uh, anti-matter, anti-matter equation. The where they, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Greg, definitely play off me on this, man, because I, I need I help. Got you. I got you. Comic books with me. It, it is uh, six issues, by the way. It is it's six, six issues. issues. Okay, it's not cool. over yet. Yeah, and it actually I, has I only have left. five issues then. Oh, that's exciting, man. Good shit. Uh, that means I have more to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it's it's totally sweet. I I love the artwork in it and stuff, but it's it's everybody just spreads it, this virus spreads and everyone becomes zombies. And it's not just people, it's the heroes, the Justice League, fucking Batman, like everybody like uh Green Lantern, like they're all mm-hmm. just like getting totally fucked up. And what how it spread, it it spread through uh phones tv uh it's it's a viral it's an actual virus Hmm. um and it's just this equation and it started with cyborg um because you know he he's connected to everything and it just it just spread everywhere um you know i don't want to give too much away because i want i want everyone to pick these up and read it because it's new it's fresh the artwork is fucking great oh Uh, yeah do you know who do you know who did the artwork for it Uh, i'll have you in one second i do i also always like I said, keep... man i use i use my cell phone for porn and texting <laughs> yeah i am not gonna look up this nerd shit okay <laughs> it was uh trevor harrison good old trev man i tell I'm you what he did a great job he, on that what else he even drew i was but yeah oh i love it and one of my like favorite female characters becomes a green lantern and i, yes. I absolutely loved it yeah that was so exciting yeah, that was so killer because uh, Hal, Hal's being a, they're all camping and Hal's being a poopy pants. And so he goes, <laughs> into the tent, he, he goes into the tent, looks at his phone because it was like the whole rule, like no cell phones. It was uh, Green Arrow. Uh, what's her nuts? Canary. Uh, yes. And uh, um, and Hal, he's in the tent. He pulls out his phone. Of course, he gets all. <laughs> um, and then they kill him. Um, yeah, it was it was wild. I. Uh, but just seeing like uh, like who's changing and stuff like it it really threw me off because it, the first issue really like I said it really really grabbed me because at the end of it it's Batman's just being chewed up by uh, Nightwing um, a Nightwing who was infected 
And yeah, Batman's getting chewed up and stuff. And he use and you see in the next issue, he's like, "There's no way of fixing this." He's in one of Mister Freeze's suits to kind of just like slow the process. And then it's Alfred who has to blow his head off with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, like, dude, like right there, like you got yourself a story. Like, it's that's so awesome. Good. It's great. And then, like, Superman, he has to go back to his farm. Uh, his mom's okay, but mm, his dad, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, it is really good stuff. I uh, I give this. Yeah. Let's uh, all right, so give me, give me the categories. All right, the first one is artwork. Artwork is awesome. I'm blown away by this artwork, especially uh, the parts with um, uh, Aquaman. Um and with i i think everything looks fucking great the blood looks great the gore is great uh there's something i always enjoy how uh it looks when skin from a neck is being pulled the flesh is being pulled off and there's teeth and is the blood spray everything looks so good i like how the eyes are drawn uh with the ones that are infected i'm gonna give it a solid 10 10 very yeah, good it's it. and i love how batman looks in this one okay um yeah it's it's great um action is next oh god 10 it's ner- it's nerve-wracking um not not often you read a comic book where you're just like it, you're your nerves are getting fried. Uh, this was definitely it. It, it. You felt the panic they felt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ten. Very good. Story. I I mean, it's... Unfortunately, it's it has that whole... They're a little late in regards to doing a story like this. Right. I do think it's fresh with the, the virus and everything, but... There was a made-for-TV movie with, uh, what's his name, Robert Wagner, the guy from uh, Austin Powers. He was number two, the guy with the iPad. Oh, oh Rob Lowe. Rob, no, no, no. Rob Lowe was the young version. I think oh, Robert you're right. Wagner, I think, is his name. Uh, the, uh, the whole idea of a zombie virus spreading through... Uh, like ATM machines, yeah, but shit Wagner, like yep. that. Okay, yeah, shit like that. Um, that was. I mean, it's been done. Um, uh, so I don't think it's really original, especially like we know, like I mentioned, Marvel Zombies happening what, fifteen years ago, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so story, I'm gonna give it like a seven, but it is still really cool. All right, uh, dialogues next. Oh, dude, it's great. Nine, nine, yeah. All right, and rereadability would you pick this book up again definitely Definitely. Uh, especially like i would uh i'm I'm getting it in uh, separate issues right now this is something that i want as a graphic novel okay yeah so i'm gonna say uh the to reread it again definitely something i'll go back to um you know maybe like a couple years from now okay I'll, i'll go back and i'll definitely read it again and it's something i would recommend to people and lend to people and probably never get back <laughs> well, um so yeah 10 10 on 10 for 10 that on that yeah all right 46 out of 50 all right for that so you heard it here store yeah boom highly recommended highly recommended hey before we uh if, if you don't mind taking yeah. on taking a little uh little powwow here uh there's there's something i wanted to tell you guys is how old are you i'm 28 you're 28 26. so you're 26 yeah i knew you were a baby <laughs> greg when he shaves he just puts uh milk on his upper lip and the cat comes by and licks it off uh, <laughs> um so 
back in like 1994 when I was really into comic books, uh, like really into them. I was in like the fourth grade. I wanted more than just like X-Men or like your Superman comic books. And at this time in 94, things were starting to get weird. Like Superman died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Batman got into a bad fight with this jacked up dude. And then they had another Batman who killed people and was a dick. And then, then, then old Batman came back from the wheelchair and beat the fuck out of new Batman who already took out the steroid dude. So old Batman didn't have to worry about that. So like, you're welcome. But so there was, there was a lot of weird shit going on and I didn't know that there was really more, to comics like i thought it was just dc and marvel right that's when i discovered spawn this is 94 this is right when like spawn came out and it was dark it was different the movie oh the movie was a couple years after that i think but oh man i'm not talking about the movie no i figured i figured but i know the movie brought a lot of attention to uh I went that. to uh, I went to a comic book convention that was in downtown Erie, Pennsylvania, because I was going to pick up some. My my aunt took me to this, you know, just to pick up like some Batman comics, yeah. and then I was drawn to drawn pun intended to <laughs> the artwork of Spawn. Todd McFarlane has a very unique uh, unique way of drawing and stuff, and I I got into Spawn. I remember buying Spawn one. And it was like $15. And then I started to get in all the back issues because I think at this point they were like on like number 10. So I got like one through 10. Uh, and it, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I thought it was so cool. It was such an original story. Right. Violator, I thought was absolutely incredible. Um, I liked the story. Um, and then eventually there was this anti-spawn that like showed up to fight spawn. Do you remember that? Did you read Spawn? I did a little bit. My dad introduced it to me a long time. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, so much. like anti-Spawn. I'm, I apologize if you guys just talked about Spawn before. No, we actually no, we haven't. haven't. Okay. Um. So it. Um. I. My grandmother. I grew up with my grandparents. My grandmother actually got one of the comics, and she saw how fucking violent it was. Like there was <laughs> one where Violator he punched a guy through the back of the head grabbed this guy's gun through like his mouth, ripped the guy's head off. And the whole comic, he had a head on his forearm where it was coming. <laughs> his hand was coming through the guy's mouth and he was holding a gun. Uh, it was something about, this is when he was the clown. Cause he couldn't turn into violent. Right. Okay, he right. had some kind of issue with Malboja. They had, they didn't really see eye to eye at that point. And he was just like on the run from hell. Um, well, my grandmother saw this and there was like, it was this, and then, like, he runs through a strip club, and there's tits. And how Todd McFarlane drew women is just, like, the, the perfect woman. Uh, <laughs> you know, huge boobs, huge butt, uh, big hair. And, like, and like I, <laughs> my grandma was just like, you can't, you're not reading this shit anymore. So I had to, like, I would go to, like, the mall, um, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to hang out here at the arcade. I would sneak out and go to this comic book store, and I would still get issues, and I hid them. I hid them like they were porn. Um, <laughs> but I remember I remember getting to, like, issue 30 of Spawn, and I'm like, this is the same shit every issue. <laughs> nothing, literally nothing fucking new happens. Right. Like, it was super cool when he fought anti-Spawn, which was Heaven's version of Spawn. Yep. Um, and then, like, nothing happened after that. And then Violator kind of had his own thing going on. 
and Spawn is just like in an alleyway brooding. <laughs> and then they did a thing where it was like Spawn versus Batman, which was super yep. cool. And there were two versions of it. There was the image version and then there was DC. And um, I mean, both were cool, but like, and then that was it. Like, and I'm just like, man, I can't get back into this. And then I guess like they were like on, on Spawn, like what is it? Like issue like 300 right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It was like a, a special one. I saw it over at uh, at Queen City and I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, man, I should fucking get back into this. And I open it up and I'm reading the dialogue and stuff. And I'm like, oh, Todd McFarlane, you son of a bitch. You have not changed at all. I am not <laughs> intrigued by this. <laughs> And I just wanted to bring Spawn up because of the whole horror thing. And I, no, I consider Spawn kind of, some of the shit's scary. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever, ever watch like the, the 90s TV show? It was only on for like 18 episodes. It was an animated. It wasn't at... 18 episodes. It was less than that. It was like one season. And I want to say there was just eight. It might be. It might have uh, been that. He- Keith David doing the voice for Spawn was yes. wonderful. Absolutely yes. wonderful. That man uh, is an incredible voice actor, such a talent. And uh, there's a rumor going on right now that they're actually going to do a season two, like 20, 20 years after the fact. Oh, that's um, awesome. I do know that that Spawn series, I believe, is streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? I did have that. Think, I've never capitalized on Amazon. Have, have you seen this, Matt? No, I haven't. It's actually really good. It's oh. it's it's very slow, but it's good. Okay, like yeah. it has the two cops in it. Uh, it's fun seeing them. Uh, like because the the two cops, I forget their names in the comic books, were like my Sam least favorite Twitch. part. <laughs> Thank you. Having them on the big, sc- uh, having them like come to life, I thought was great. Their voices and everything, I'm like, this is fucking great. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, adult themes and everything, and then of course you have the the movie with uh, John Leguizamo and Michael J. White, uh, which, I mean, was PG-13 for sure. (laughs) I got to rewatch that one. Oh, my God. Rewatch it because the opener to it and, like, the special effects, holy fuck. (laughs) Like, Mortal Mortal Kombat Annihilation looks better than this movie. It does. Oh but I, I, yeah. I do love John Leguizamo's Violator in that movie. He's incredible. It's it really the whole, the whole thing right now with Todd McFarlane is trying to get... Um, he's demanding this budget that is fucking outrageous to make this movie. And I think his Blumhouse wanted to produce it, but he's like, he's, he's like, you know what? No, this movie he's he's sticking to his guns he's not gonna let anyone else jump in on spawn he's like i wrote this spawns my baby no one else is touching it which fair which i i'm i'm on board for that man like like that's your creation stick to it that's kind of like george lucas like you know like but uh i mean people a lot of people don't know this but george had his wife and some other people steering the reins and that's why those prequels that we got it was all george right that's why they sucked um but like so like yeah todd like that's awesome like jamie jamie fox is scheduled to he's he's supposed he's they cast him as spawn um but he's not blumhouse is just like you don't need this fucking budget for this movie dude i forgot the number but it was outrageous um and they're especially like doing like rated r and everything they're not gonna make a profit off of this movie right yeah but uh but todd mcfarlane he's He's sticking to his guns. 
And I mean, maybe in 10 years we'll get this Spawn movie off the ground, but I don't know. Like Hopefully he, it'll be, I think with everything going on with comic book movies, I think Spawn would be just right. Right now it seems the trend is uh, for a good comic book movie is to make it rated R. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what people true. want right now. The Watchmen, I mean, not will the Watchmen, well, uh, Watchmen, I, I mean, that's, yeah. But uh, I meant uh, the boys, which I'm sure you guys probably talked about that on here before we mentioned it we yeah, have like, not because it's out of my wheelhouse in what i will watch unfortunately but i really have wanted to because i love the idea of it and heard nothing but good things but for me like i don't watch a lot of the stuff with nudity so boys is way <laughs> i know just just <laughs> from what i've heard it's like yeah not happening <laughs> greg honestly dude it's mostly dudes that get naked in this in the show <laughs> if that helps yeah, if it helps yeah. the yeah <laughs> it's it's just like being in a locker room with superheroes that are naked <laughs> yeah i think there's like i think there's like one nude scene with a girl and it's not even like fully nude but it's it's mostly it's like like leaners and, it's and butt. much different than the books because from what i've heard in the books it's the other way around <laughs> yeah no the books are they go overboard with like uh the adult subjects and like the like rape and stuff like that and there's yeah. like they mention it in the show and there is like one scene but nothing it's they don't like go that far but the show is the show is mainly just over the top gory with an excellent story it's yeah. it's absolutely fantastic it's got a killer um, cast too like anything with carl Urban, I'm all about oh hell yeah um plus like this the boys has better ratings than any netflix uh wow. superhero show Okay. Yeah. So, and like you take that, you take Deadpool, Wolverine. Um, what else? There's something else coming that's rated R. I think. I'm sure there is. We did um, just get the Joker. The Joker. Boom. That's yeah. That's there it. you go. I think people are getting sick of the 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 PG PG 13 horror movies. I think they want something a little grittier. Um, like. I I know for I know the next Batman movie is gonna be PG thirteen, of course, and whatever. But like, let's get that dark Batman that we deserve. Yeah. Yes, I mean we got close with Christian Bale, we did. But I want that, and I I thought maybe eventually we we would get that with Ben Affleck with um the dark knight returns yeah where yeah. he's older he's weathered but at the same time because of that he's just this pissed off old man um like uh, i would robert pattinson's are gonna be our rated our batman <sighs> <laughs> i i actually would have really loved i would have uh, all momentum killer <laughs> What was that, Craig? I'm what? sorry. Oh, I I would I would have really loved like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker to be the Killing Joke with if that was the R-rated Joker. Like that's what Some I would have liked to have. Some people are thinking that if that they may do a trilogy, then it may lead to that. Fair enough. It may lead to that. Do something original though. I mean, yeah, I, we I'm all know we too. all know the story. We all know the story of Killing Joke, especially yeah. because they they made a movie a couple of years ago, right? They yeah, did. like like make something along those lines, but keep it original, right? That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, definitely that level of of Joker. Though Dark Knight or Batman Returns, like you were just talking about, would have been great too. That like that Joker who just gasses a freaking talk show for fun, like oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a great, what a great. Uh, that was. Uh, Miller did that, yeah, right. 
Yeah, yep. Frank Miller did that. And then a, a few years back, they turned into a movie with, uh, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And the guy who it did voiced, really well, too. I it heard. did great. Yeah. I liked who they uh, they cast as uh, Joker. I, I forgot his name, but same thing with uh, um, Peter Peter Weller did the voice for Batman. He was RoboCop. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It had a great, great, deep old man Batman voice. Oh, Loved that's it. cool. Speaking of RoboCop, because mental transition, the guy who drew Deceased is Look the same what I've guy. Done. <laughs> Look what I've done. <laughs> I'm it's so the, sorry. This is what Gene and Drew have to deal with on my podcast. Fault. It's the uh, it's this the guy who drew Deceased is the same guy who did the 1990s Judge Red Dread comic books. No shit. Yes. That's cool. So so I figured you'd appreciate that once I remembered. I do. <laughs> Appreciate it, and I appreciate you. So, right. Spawn was a really good transition point <laughs> that we cut off. <laughs> because, Are you going to uh, read Spawn? No, because I'm actually going to be reading a, <laughs> an image comic at least, though. Oh, uh, nice. So, I um, this my first book is an eighth issue, but it is called The Ice Cream Man. And, uh, I yeah, it doesn't sound at all like it should fit here, but I just sent you guys the issue if someone wants to pull it up yeah. um, because so this book is awesome i i read I've, i think this is the last issue i read actually i'm on eight right now um the second issue was the only issue i wasn't crazy about but this is a ton of fun and i'm gonna hop right into it um you basically just see like a heartbeat um just going across the screen and the city is nuts there's an ambulance driving through the city and there's a house on fire a guy dragging like a a dead body there's a person cut in half and another person swinging at someone with an axe and there's a person being chased with like torches and it's all very minuscule in the back uh and you're just following this ambulance and there's a guy getting covered in like leeches and there's a uh just like an over over the background like narration and you see the ice cream man's face and then you see it change again with the teeth and a giant bird like eating a cat it's just all this crazy stuff in the background and then it cuts to just two people in an ambulance just like two ambulance workers talking and they're just like popping pills talking about life getting like high and depressed and going back and forth and like the one girl starts admitting about mr circles which was a mouse that she fed cyanide as a kid or bleach. She fed bleach as a kid. And there's just all this stuff going in the background of the ambulance. And they're just not paying attention to the people running by asking for help. Um, cuts to like a group of little kids. And they see Hank, that very happy clown who shot himself in the head. <laughs> and it's just going through all of this stuff. And the kids dump Hank in the river. And I'm looking an at narrate- this clown. Does the clown have a name? Hank the very happy clown. Hank the very there he is. Okay. Happy it's happy Hank. Yeah. Happy Hank, well, very happy clown. It's always the happiest ones, man. <laughs> and Wait. it is just crazy. And this the the like the the narration is just going on all about all this stuff. And the, these people keep popping pills, keep talking, like just going crazy. And some of the they're reading like texts and they're talking about how they like everyone on uh Facebook is like rude to each other and you see their texts going through and the the first thing they notice is they run over a rabbit. That's the first thing they notice. And they're too busy paying attention to the run over rabbit while a house is on fire and this like woman is burning another person's like basically house down to the ground because she cheated on her. 
and then they're tripping out at a diner and like a guy stabs another guy with a fork and it just goes on and on and on and it ends with this narration and oh, they Greg, just Greg, Greg time out real quick man back Go on this, uh, back on this uh, uh, interracial lesbian couple with the the house burning down oh yeah oh yeah did they, did they have to draw the one like pat from saturday night live <laughs> glad you caught that That's okay totally what it is though it's like a mix of that and jiminy glick <laughs> is that a banana in your pocket or are you happen to see me actually it's a banana <laughs> oh my god but it, yeah, i'm this, sorry i'm sorry oh, Go you're on. good that's a good like this book is just nuts and it ends and they stop and like the heartbeat stops on the on the page and they realize um oh the guy in the back with a knife at his neck is dead and that's where the comic book ends. And it it was just, I really like this book. Um, when I was looking into different like horror books to start reading, this one was like, read this. It's like the ice cream man is like the Crypt Keeper. And I was like, okay, I'm all about it. That's a cool like comparison. And I have not been disappointed in this book at all. Um, it's just weird. And I think my favorite part about it is if you look at the art style, like if you were to be walking in a comic book shop and see this cover, you'd be like, Oh, it's a kid's book. It looks (laughs) like, it it looks like, uh, invincible. Yes. Like that type of artwork. Yes, it does. Invincible is my favorite. Um, We just did that a couple weeks ago. No shit. Yeah. My favorite. It's, It's very good. Um, but this it's, yeah, it just, it just doesn't look like an adult invincible has that same vibe too where it's like oh this isn't gonna be oh my gosh look at the gore (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and and that's the vibe i get from this and this whole book is like this like and it it's very introspective and like really focusing on life and some real life issues but with this creepy ice cream man going around in the background uh and and i'm gonna hop into it art wise i I do really love the art i'm actually gonna give the art a nine all right very good uh on the, the other end the action it's like mm, like a five or a five there's a lot of weird stuff going around in the back that you can count as action and a little bit of suspense but nothing too crazy i think the real action is is uh pat beating up her, <laughs> her girlfriend and lighting her house on fire uh but other than that there's not too much they have a hillary clinton sign in the front lawn still <laughs> yep. they refuse to take it down <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, comics. So bad. So bad. <laughs> I love this uh, book. This is good. Uh, story is really good uh, because they're these like little self-contained stories in this book. And that's what I really like about it. But they also have this overarching thing. And like, if you've read the other books, you know, the guy at the end of this book is actually plays into some of the other stories from before um, and continues to have a role. And so it's really well done to go like, Hey, let's read this other story, but still keep this like background narrative going on. And I really dig the story. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Uh, Dialogue. Dialogue is a 10. The it's not often that like you can have a whole book be narration and it like be interesting with like little tidbits here, but his, his narration is the most exciting part of the whole book. His little monologue, like, like I, I really enjoy the, 
like ambulance workers dialogue, but the narration, like I've read it over more like a couple of times because there's stuff I missed and like ways it connects with the images and I just love it. So the the dialogue's a ten. Okay. And rereadability is a solid eight. I I really, really like this book. Yeah, and, dude, uh, that's sweet. It's so much fun. It's it's got it's every book is like a different story and it all surrounds this ice cream man just being in this town and he's just he just shows up like for a couple panels but it's all about him at the same time um and and it's a lot of fun there's a story about a kid and a spider a girl whose best friend just died like all different weird stuff and the it's it's a lot of fun it definitely has like an anthology like tales of the crypt style to it very good uh 40 out of 50 is what i counted yeah i think Uh, you're right i think i did my math right so not too shabby uh, Micah, you have a bunch of books, which I like. Yeah, so I'm going to um, have you go in between each of us, like every time we read one. <laughs> so, yeah, you do the next one. I, um, real, before I get into this, I got to say, like, if you – if uh, you, talking about the ice cream, man, uh, there's actually a 1996 horror film called The Ice Cream Man starring a young Clint Howard. Uh, he – He's an ice cream man. He kills people and he puts them in the ice cream. It's great. Uh, <laughs> shit. Look it up. It's it's such a fun, fun. There's a lot of shitty horror movies in the 90s. This is definitely one of them, but it's a fun one. Right. The first um, thing I see is a guy's head on a cone. <laughs> yes. There is a there's a really cool scene where uh, he gives ice cream to these cops for free and there's an eyeball in one of them and it's rolling around in the guy's mouth and it has like a close-up of it and stuff it's totally gross but it's fun (laughs) plus it's clint howard like that's the guy from uh you know who who that's that's (laughs) yeah 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 uh ron howard's ugly brother um (laughs) he uh he was in what was that the water boy he was in The Waterboy. He was in The Grinch. Oh. Yes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's in, in, a, he's in a lot. He's in a lot of stuff. He's still out there doing, uh, making small appearances in exploitation films. I think the last one he was in was uh, Funhouse Massacre, where he plays a okay. uh, a killer. Because that seems to be his thing, man. He's, uh, he's got the face for it. <laughs> yeah, it's not your everyday face. He won an, uh, an achievement award. For being being like this ongoing serial killer in and like wow. oh did he really in like a hundred movies and stuff like <laughs> never <laughs> never being like the main guy never making it to the to the big to the top of yeah. being it was like an appreciation award I okay. think MTV did it for him I think yeah. oh that's cool he, yeah, and he came like out on stage super movies. awkward oh definitely he's, he's in, in uh, like, Evil Apollo Speak 13. I actually speed? forgot he was in that. He was one of the nerds on the, uh, yeah. like, like in the control room, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, he was in. Uh, oh my gosh, he was in the control room. He was Johnson in all of the Austin Powers movies. That's what I was remembering him from. Yes, just watching thank Gold you. <laughs> thank you. Gold member is very underrated. It's my it favorite. And it's definitely yeah, it's definitely the best <laughs> in the series. Um, so I got this fun little ditty right here. It's Return of the Living Deadpool because I'm a basic bitch. If you're a basic bitch too, you like Deadpool. 
you think it's funny because Ryan Reynolds is super funny, or you're one of those guys that's like, yo, I like Deadpool before it was cool to like Deadpool. <laughs> uh, we all have that friend. Don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just appreciate, appreciate that a ridiculous character like Deadpool made it. Yeah. Uh, and he was just, it was a joke. It was supposed to be a one-off thing. And then they ended up falling in love with the character. You know what? They brought him in to fight Cable. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Cable was the and he one. was, and he was an, he was a complete ripoff of what's his nuts. Deadshot. Death, yes. Deathstroke. Yeah. Uh, Death Death, Death Deathstroke. Thank you. And I love that they play on that in that, uh, Teen Titans movie that they came do. out. That's right, they do. Yeah, like, oh man, but I'm pretty sure you're Deadpool. And they're like, I am not Deadpool. Like, he's like, I came out first and the whole deal. And then they're like, no, man, you're Deadpool. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Uh, so this is Return of the Living Deadpool. I don't know what year this came out. Let me just look at this. There's like a year on the back, right? No. Sometimes. Sometimes just, how, uh, just when the compilation or whatever. Let's see how fucking prepared I am for this. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Definitely in the last 10 years. I got you. Whoa, man. That, that, that's not that long ago. All right. So returning to Living Deadpool, it starts with it actually looks like uh, The Walking Dead. It's yeah, black and wow. white. Yeah, it's black and white. It's super cool. It follows this chick who has an who has a bat, kind of like Lucille, but instead of wrapped in barbed wire, she has herself a uh, uh, circular saw blade in the middle of it. Uh, and she's looking around, whatever. She's scavenging. And then just she comes across Deadpool. And she bonks the shit out of him, beats him up a little. He's just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't do a good Deadpool voice. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know, who are you? Why? And she's still clubbering the shit out of him and he's like hey come on he's like i surrender all right truce white flag soiled shorts just chill uh and uh she's like chill and he's like you know be cool relax don't bash my head and with that thunderdome special you got there and she's <laughs> like why why aren't you trying to kill me and he's like i don't know should i i mean i don't think i know you well enough to kill you are you out here alone of course <laughs> not you're right here with me because you know typical deadpool wit you know what I mean. Uh, and uh, she goes on. She's like, what are, you, what are you doing out here? And he's like, I I don't know. I don't think I can remember. I, I That's weird, isn't it? And she's like, yeah. Well, it's going to be dark soon. It's dangerous out here at night. Mm. Why, why is he, she Herbert the pervert? <laughs> because there's sexual tension there. I'm making this sexy for you guys. And uh, she's just like, mm, well good luck to you and he's like what you're just you're just gonna leave me out here all by my lonesome and she's like you were alone when i found you and deadpool goes uh but now you know my mind's been expanded it, uh, by the idea that i don't have to be unaccompanied oh man my grammar is terrible unaccompanied <laughs> uh and didn't you say it's dangerous out here and you're armed like an ultraviolet love child of bob vila and Yater Molina, and I've always had a thing for a heavily armed woman because, like I said, sexual attention, man. Uh, they go on and on a little bit more. She introduces herself. My name's Liz, child keeper. Uh, and he's like, You know, nice to meet you, Liz. I'm she's like, Hmm, I know who you are. And uh, he just looks around and he's like, Well, because Deadpool doesn't know what the hell he's doing here, he just pops up. Which, by the way, this is super cool because everything's black and white. Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that right? is cool. Isn't that like cool? That style. That's so cool. Like I said, Walking Dead. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, he's looking around. He's like, this is the end of the world, right? I mean, society has gone down the toilet, but mobile homes survived. And he's looking around. There's mobile homes. They're like, they're like the cockroach of the domestic domicile. But I guess as long as we're not hiding from a tornado, we're golden. Hmm, how much do you remember from before? And he, he's just like, I, I remember, I remember the Alamo, the Bee Gees, the difference between the natural and modified 20, a whole bunch of quotes from the Golden Girls and that 4chan where is where the devil makes potty. Uh, he goes on and on. <laughs> he, he, he just keeps, you know, his typical Deadpool wit. Um, but then all of a sudden fucking zombies come out and he's like, Liz, and uh, they, they, they fuck these zombies up real good mess him up all right and then uh oh the action's awesome you know he's he uh he doesn't have anything he doesn't have any guns he doesn't have his blades but he gets this sweet bat and he is just messing these zombies up and he's saying some fun shit while he's doing it uh you know like the one zombie grabs her by the wrist he lobs the the arm off and goes unhand her uh, <laughs> which and then he even follows up get it unhand her huh 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 I'm Deadpool, Waka Flocka, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's doing the whole home run. Uh, I let's see, do, 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 do. and then he, yeah, that's what I wanted to, to get at. He even goes, and they're running away from these this horde of zombies. But really, did you hear that? What I said back there, unhander, get it. <laughs> uh, so they, they go on a little more. She kind of just goes, "Those were just zombies." Now keep that in mind. All right. Have you read this, Matt? I have not. Mm. Oh boy, you are in. You are in for a treat. So, just zombies, okay? Uh, they encounter. Look at that. A bunch of Deadpool's. A bunch of Deadpool's. A bunch of Deadpool's. It turns out. So I, uh, because I have, uh, I, I have terrible grammar and I, I stutter a lot when I read. I'm going to stop right there and just tell you that there is a Deadpool virus. Uh, he's basically patient, patient zero. All these Deadpools, they know what's up. They're having a real good time doing this, and they they fucked the world up. They're all they're all him, uh, just like different different versions of him, like you've seen in other comic love books. It. <laughs> uh, but they're bad. Like they know what they're they know what they've done, and he's the one that has to stop it. Okay, um, it's super awesome. Uh, it's out in. Uh, I have the the graphic. Uh, the graphic novel right here, which I think is five issues, and it goes through. And he, of course, like you know, Liz, Liz takes him to uh, her her troop of people that that are all kind of like in this together, and they describe, or they don't describe, they they tell him the whole story of, right. of what happened, and he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> so he has to fight himself, but oh my god, yeah, if you. I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. I'm going to pass it off to you. Look at the, uh, look at all the Deadpools. Look at all how they're dressed. You have like Renaissance Deadpools. You have your classy Deadpools. Oh, man. Uh, I think there's a pimp Deadpool in there somewhere. Greg, are you looking at, can you see it? Do you have the online version? Yep. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. This Return of the Living Deadpool is fucking bananas, and it's such a good time. It is so I much love fun. The Walking Dead reference too, with like the missing where he gets his hand chopped off because like Kirkman loves chopping people's hands yes, off. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah, such a good time. Uh, and uh, eventually, if you get the graphic novel, I, it, it does kind of have a have a, it has a sad ending. 
but they bring it right back with a uh, Deadpool corpse comic at the end, which is a lot of which is a lot of fun. It has like you know Lady Deadpool that the Deadpool head that's flying around and stuff, um, and definitely a different artist too. Okay. But yeah, I highly recommend this. It's just a damn good time. All right. Let's get into the review portion, my mm. friend. All right. It is a sequel, by the way. Night of the Living Deadpool came out first. If you didn't know. Are you fist fucking me right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that why this is return? Yes. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, man. Man, I feel a fool. Uh, you don't have to read Night of the Living Deadpool to enjoy Return of the Living Deadpool. That's, this is yeah. this is a straight up. He like, didn't even know oh, when yeah. he enjoyed it. So yeah, that's I loved it so much. I thought it was great. But now I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna read the shit out of it and <laughs> have me back on here and we'll talk about it. Sounds good to me. Uh, all right. What was that? What was the artwork? Uh, is the first uh, rating category. Artwork. I'm gonna go with an eight. Okay. Yeah, I dig the I dig the style a lot. I like that everything's black and white except for him and obviously all the other Deadpool's that show up. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's gory, but it's that uh, there's like not like detail in the gore. It's just like splatter red. Right. Yeah. Right. There's not a lot to it. Just enough. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, action. Oh man. Uh, ten. Ten. Yeah. A lot of action. It's, it's a Deadpool comic, of course. Yeah. yeah. It just naturally comes with it. Uh, story. Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Dialogue. Oh god, ten. It's gotta be a ten. Ten. Because you have you have hundreds of Deadpools conversing with each other. And they're and it's bananas. I love it. And oh god, uh yeah. rereadability. Uh you could tell the way I was I was going through this and everything. I haven't read this in a while. So I'm gonna say a five. A five? Yeah. As good as it is, I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. That's fair. Forty one out of fifty. So still good. That's yeah, two man. over forty. All right, I will go next uh, with a book I chose. We're going way back in time. Uh, and I didn't really know what direction I really wanted to go for my other, uh, you know, terror slash horror book. Uh, but I, I went with a classic, and it's Tales from the Crypt from 1950. Uh, it's issue <laughs> hey, number 20. That? What's it? I said, how about that? Because I compared my book to Tales from the Crypt. I did catch it. I didn't want to I didn't want to <laughs> preview uh that essentially after that but um yeah i mean this is a fun book i never read a tales from the crypt book and i was i was very very impressed with how this was it was four mini stories in one which i found really really cool it starts off on a uh starts off on a boat the first story is called the thing from the sea and this gentleman they don't really give him a name it just says you like you were on a crowded pier in new york trying to secure passage on the ocean queen bound for england but they, they reference like it's like I'm not going to say like a choose your own adventure, but they, 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 the way the book refers it, it's like you are the character in this book. Uh, but they get room number 13. This guy gets room number 13, and everyone's like, oh, well, never, nobody ever makes it out of that room. Well, why is this boat still in service if nobody ever makes it out of that room alive <laughs> uh, is my instant logic. But he has a friend with him and the first night, and on the first night, the friend runs out in terror because something scared him. Uh the captain invites him to, to come into his, you know, come and stay with him for the rest of the cruise. And um, and he, he eventually sees why, because the second night he wakes up and there's this giant sea monster. It's like covered in, like, it's like hair. It's it's really, like, gross looking. Um, but he sees it, he, it walks away. The 
last night that this gentleman stays on it, the captain actually comes into the room and allegedly what happened, why the sea monster is there is that the captain murdered him, threw him out to sea. And this monster gets back at him and kills the captain and then leaves, just leaves the ship. It's wild. And this window that the monster kept coming in from is all of a sudden bolted up and it would just kept opening and closing, opening, and closing. All of a sudden, it's bolted up and never to be opened again. So that was that was that the first book. The second one, this one was pretty crazy. Uh, a group of friends are kind of hanging out. They they bring all this stuff to kind of pretend like they're they're doing some like witches brew thing. They got a big cauldron, and uh, all of a sudden, all the all the the friends start going away. The 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 one friend who's being pranked. Uh, you know, he's like, "Oh, what's going on? What's going on?" They 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 trap him in a in a casket or a coffin. Well, same thing. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> or, uh, oh, is it a difference? Uh, a casket is considered a toe pincher. Those are the ones that kind of uh, up top they're narrow and they have like that diamond shape. Okay, where it comes down to the tight at the feet. Yeah, that's a casket. A coffin are those straight like pill. Okay, shapes. Yeah. All right. So this one is definitely a casket. And caskets then. are wood. Yeah, yeah, coffins are that uh, other. I mean, they're made of wood, but other materials. Right. Oh, now I know. Um, this is definitely a cast horror guy. Horror guy. So <laughs> we brought you on. Uh, <laughs> but he's in this. He's in this thing, and his friends leave him alone for a second. And uh, the cemetery caretaker actually uh, grabs his casket that this guy's alive and panicking in, and he buries him. He buries him straight up alive, and his friends run, and they're like, no, 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 you're not supposed to bury him. We, we removed the body and put our friend in there. He's alive. And uh, the the caretaker's like, you shouldn't have touched that. That man mm. died from leprosy. Anyone who touches the oh, corpse will get it. And all of a sudden, all their hands start – they start seeing it. And, and that's, nice. the, that's the end of the story. Is that, that second story is really cool. Um, Let's see. The third book – Oh, this one was kind of crazy too. This woman, her uh, her brother was kind of like a, like an introvert, didn't go out much. Um, really, almost I'm going to say almost sickly, but he gets a prescription, and they give it to him. He starts seeming a little bit more lively, but his corpse is like getting decrepit. Like his pinky finger is like all like skeleton like, and. Um, just some other things, you know, slowly, he just slowly starts to deteriorate until it becomes this like, uh, okay, some kind of mist. He eventually turns into a mist. And that, I mean, that's essentially the end of that one too. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a, it was a wrong prescription. It, it, they didn't know how it happened, but he got some pills and turned into a mist. Uh, yeah. It's just like a shadow creature. Man, fuck dude. <laughs> and the last one, this one was, I, I like this one a bunch. It's called impending doom. And this the sketch artist, he's uh, he's just randomly drawing. He draws this this person, and he goes out for a stroll. It's uh, some guy who cuts gravestones, does engravings for gravestones. And this guy, uh, well, first he notices the gravestone has his birth date on it, and then the, uh, the date of death is that date, June 9th, nineteen fifty. And when the guy turns around, who's carving it, it's the guy that this man accidentally drew like draw drew on his paper and he shows it to him. He, uh, he invites him over to his house and 
Um, for some pie, for some pie, mm-hmm. for some dinner, and the <laughs> the the guy who drew the picture actually knows the man's wife, uh, and they start talking. The I gotta get some names. That would probably help this out a little bit. Uh, the woman's name is Ellen. The man's name, uh, the the gravestone guy is uh, what's his name, Alex, and the artist is Mike. The artist is Mike. Uh, but Alex is told to go away, and then Alex starts making out with Ellen. Mm-hmm. And the gravestone guy sees it, grabs a hammer, kills the guy. Ironically, you know, fitting in with yep. the, the gravestone. Um, and he goes to the, he get, goes and gets hung. And and yeah, the the picture kind of just they show a cool little. Like he he is hung or he got hung. <laughs> he gets, he, <laughs> oh, right. he gets the hanging treatment. Oh. and then the the last panel of this book is uh, gravestone with or excuse me, it wasn't Mike. It was his name was Ted, Ted Warren. Um, but his grave with the with the sketch right by it. So that was the end of that. Uh, really cool, man. I really like Tales of the Crypt. Like now, oh, I, I can't yeah, believe it took dude. me this long to to sample it. So, who were the uh, who hosted this one? Was it the the witch, the crypt keeper, or the uh, uh, who was the other one? Shit, it was the witch. Okay, cool. It was the witch? Yeah, that sounded more like a witch one. Yeah. Um I uh, I met the crypt keeper, the guy who did the voice for him in the 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 eighties nineties oh, series you? for HBO. Yeah, one of the cons or something. Or? Uh, he came to uh, they they played Demon Night. Here in Buffalo at Thursday Night Terrors, and the credits are credits are rolling, and he's doing his voice over the credits, making fun of people that were in the movie. Oh, oh it was great! And he hung out for a long time, answering questions and stuff. What a cool dude! That's awesome to hear. Yeah, and, and it's a always lot good to hear of, those guys are down to earth. The too. the show, uh, all of those episodes were based off of the old comics, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh, but it's there's something about like uh, they just like. So there is like three different three different estates that own Tales from the Crypt right now. Okay. There's like HBO owns one thing, somebody else owns the name, someone owns the Crypt Keeper. Hmm. Uh yeah, it's 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 a big mess and that's why like you'll never will probably never in like I mean, never say never, right. but I don't think there'll ever be like a resurgence of Tales from the Crypt unfortunately, <sighs> you know unfor- how it is. It is unfortunate. Um, man, that sucks. This is a cool. This is really cool. Yeah, it's uh, super awesome, right? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go on the uh, the grading part. Artwork. I love old comic book art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. It's not like great but, by any means. But it's dated. Yeah. Yes. It, but I like the dated stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. Essentially, and and yeah, I just. That's what comic books are to me, essentially. Those old, that old stuff, that old, simple, sim- very simple, yeah, very simple. I, I like some of the new stuff, you know, some of the really detailed artwork, um, but I like the old stuff too. Uh, I'm gonna give the artwork an eight for this one. I, I really enjoyed go. it. Action. This was an action heavy. There was, well, I mean, I guess suspense. If you include the, you know, suspense, like oh, what's gonna happen next. You could definitely score this pretty high. I think I'm going to give it a seven in the action department. Mm-hmm. Story for all four books, each had a really fun story. You know something bad's going to happen to Tales from the Crypt book. But <laughs> what is going to happen? And, and the curiosity was did really well. I'm going to give the story an eight. Uh, dialogue, 
all four mini stories, very dialogue driven mm-hmm. and very fun. Help push the story. I'm going to give the dialogue a 10 and rereadability. I like long comic books. I like a lot to take in. Uh, so I'm going to give, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight and that 41 out of 50 for tales from the there crypt number 20. Could you imagine being like a kid in the fifties and you just get your hands on this? Like, yeah, I was, when you were talking about how they hung the guy, like, uh, like a hundred years ago, man, that was entertainment. It was. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that was like, well, a little more than a hundred years now, but like, like, like that was it. Like we didn't have comic books. Like <laughs> it was just like, or, or movies or like the porn on her cell phone. Like it, it was just like, it was like, Hey guys, there's a hanging. Like, I think he might be innocent. Like, no, no, no. Come on now. We have to go see the hanging now. Not very often we get the kids out. Go on now. We get some, get, get, get some mutton joints in there. Try to get front row. Head and up. Hope, hope his head rips off when it comes down there. All right. Like, last, last guy last week, bloke shit himself. Like, that's, 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 that's that was like their inner, that was their inner game. Like, that was, uh, that was a thing. So, like, you take something like uh, like a Tales from the Crook comic book, like somebody, some kid who's not desensitized like me reads that and has fucking nightmares. Yeah. yeah oh, just, so, I mean, it was pretty terrifying. Even, like, there was a lot of suspense in it, which I yes. loved. So, yeah, I would love to see a resurgence of this. All right, Micah. Um, all right. So, I the, the next one I wanted to talk about was uh, Revival. Um but like I said earlier, my dumbass doesn't have issue one with me. I fucking have issue two, so I'm not even gonna open that up. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, I just want to give, uh, I guess maybe just give like a little bit of a shout out then. Uh, revival, revival. I feel was written to be a show on AMC. Have you read Revival? I have not. No, Greg, I'm lame. I have it in front of me. It was one that I like. Looked really good, and I want to read it. Yeah, it starts with uh, there's like a, a, a mortician there. Uh, they bring him like a body and stuff, and he's going to throw it in the incinerator, turn on uh, turn on the old uh, cremator gimmick and have to have him burn. And the then gimmick. he hears he hears screaming. He opens it up. Dude comes out. He's all charred and stuff. It's this town. I'm pretty sure it's Wisconsin because uh, it seems like a Wisconsin place. Uh it's it's just like this little small like town uh and everyone that's dead are coming back but they're not coming back as zombies but something is definitely up so they have the town quarantined and they're trying to really figure out what's going on it follows the daughter of the shit i think i'm getting this wrong uh i was gonna say it follows the daughter of a sheriff and uh, it follows her and her sister and stuff. And then eventually somehow along the lines, like her sister gets killed. She comes back, but she is not normal. Like everyone else is pretty much normal, except for like a cut. There was like an old lady that I think they found her eating a cow in, uh, in the barn. And she just like attacked everyone. Uh, they're like super ripping out her teeth. That, thank you. Thank you. Why did I picture eating a cow? But yeah, yeah. Ripping her, she was ripping her teeth out like, like nutty shit. Um, also in this town, as, as all this, all these people coming back from the dead, like people are happy about it. Like, like, you know, your loved ones are coming back, but they're just off a little bit. Um, almost like a pet cemetery kind of thing. It kind of reminded me of pet cemetery a little bit. Um, but also at this time, there's like this weird, like specter, like, like floating around town following everybody um also there's uh there's a bunch of subplots going on um 
like someone gets a picture of this of this ghost and then like uh there's also a uh like a john oh my god who's the guy that constantine no who's the guy that used to have that show where he would be like Mm, yeah i i could talk to the dead i'm picking up a lot of john something that piece of shit (laughs) like Uh, a ghost whisperer style yeah like like john uh like like mm, yeah i'm i'm someone bill bill and a woman in the crowd like bill my husband he died (laughs) they're like yes 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 bill's saying don't worry about the monies or something about money (laughs) the insurance (laughs) uh john edwards that was his name uh, there's a John Edwards type guy in this town, but he's doing like exorcisms because apparently these people are like, there's like people getting possessed and stuff too. Uh, but they're all, they're fake. They're just trying to get in on this whole craziness of the town. But the dude that's like the exorcist, uh, uh, he has like his own like, rea- like reality show shit like that. And he's like, he looks like, I think they drew him as like Fred Durst and he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, like I... Uh, and he's he's doing the whole like uh reading from the bible and stuff and yeah. he's like now i got and there's a girl in bed she's having convulsions and he turns to the parents and he's like look i need you guys to leave right now go in the other room say a prayer what i'm gonna do right now i do, i don't want you guys to see and he like grabs her by her head and goes listen up you fucking bitch i know you're full of shit and he like slaps her around a little and, and like he like does this whole uh here's what you're gonna fucking do you're gonna you're gonna come out of this shit snap out of it you're gonna tell them i i got the demon out you and stuff and like and she's just scared for her and he's like i will choke you i'll fucking kill you and like yeah and i'll say that you just died during the exorcism um and like she's scared for her life so she's like oh yeah okay and he's like yeah that's what i thought uh so that's one way to do it yeah uh there's there is a lot going on in revival definitely a lot going on and uh it's it's super awesome um there's a lot of a lot of violence a lot of gore a lot of suspense a lot of betrayal um and like I said, it's this whole town so there's a lot of subplots going on and they're all very entertaining uh i uh i i like it i like it a lot um i wish i had the first one so i could have read some uh some stuff from it but hey you know what what you gotta do yeah hey i hope i hope i did a good job at kind of explaining it. <laughs> it was um, pretty it was pretty intense i liked it hey man uh but yeah it's oh yeah like i mentioned before it's it's very violent um and i am 100 behind revival and actually i kind of hope that it gets a uh i hope this is one of those comic series that i hope turns into a show right yeah i hope maybe something like shutter or netflix picks it up or even like amc because it just feels like a show uh, it sounds like it. It sounds like something they could be drawn out over you eight ever to read, ten episodes. You ever read anything that you're just like, man, this could be a fucking show? Yes. Invincible, yeah. <laughs> bingo. You know, there's, but there's so much going on. Like it's like this could fill like our episode like every week. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm gonna give it like, uh, uh what, what was uh the first one? First category is art. Art. Uh, I dig it. I really dig it. There are some things that kind of, you know, when you you look at some stuff and some things bother you, uh, like this is really nitpicky. I hate how the guy draws hair. I, I yeah. So I'm gonna give it an eight. An eight. Okay. Yeah, but it's but it's a lot of detail in the gore, which I I like that. I like detail in that. Detail goes a long yeah. way. Uh, action. Oh, ten. 
10? 10. It's very, it's, it's scary. It's, there's some stuff in here that's actually pretty scary, and there's a lot of action. There's downtime, too, but, but I'm going to give it a time. Okay, yeah. very good. Uh, story? Oh, 10. Very original. Uh, not, not very original, obviously, like you said. Hey, it's kind of like Pet Cemetery. <laughs> um, but with all the other stuff going on, like it's, it's, I think it's super, super good story. So, yeah, definitely a 10. Definitely a 10. Dialogue? Uh, some of it gets a little cheesy, and you're just kind of like, why the fuck would you say that? I'm going to give it like a 6. Okay. Yeah. And rereadability? Uh, same thing because of the dialogue. I'm going to go with a six, six. Yeah. All right. Still 40 out of 50. So yeah, all right, man. It's Micah approved. Hey. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Greg. Put a stamp on it. Put a stamp on it. Mm. Greg, you are up, my friend, for your second book. Sweet. Uh, this one is a dark horse book and it was actually recommended to me. Um, he just said it. He said, who'd you, he said oh, the messenger. Thank back. you. Thank you. I was sorry, sorry. Oh. No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought you said he just said. I was like, did he? I, what? Um, <laughs> I heard you said too. I'm sorry. It was I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm listening. <laughs> um, from the owner of the the card store in Chitawaga, I said to check it out, and I I really enjoyed it. This is Harrow County. Yo, um, this cover's awesome. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I, dude, this uh, is sweet. I love it. This is issue two, and it starts with Emmy, um, the main character. She's running through a forest, and she's holding the skin of a boy. <laughs> And the boy, the skin of the boy is talking to her. We've all been there too. Um, <laughs> everything you're, everything you've read. I mean, like, dude, yeah. like, come on, we've all fucking been there. <laughs> uh, but she's covered in cuts and torn up, and she goes into her bedroom and she unfolds the boy, the skin boy, and sticks him in. <laughs> this is my favorite. She folds him up like a t-shirt and sticks him in her dresser, <laughs> and notices as she's like getting dressed, all of her cuts have healed. Um, and the father looks a little suspicious and is like checking up on her. And there he looks like, like Dennis Hopper. <laughs> that would be who was ca- would be cast for it if this was a show for sure. Yeah, he's all drunk. Uh, and there's like a bloody handprint outside of her door, which is a really kind of cool because it's just out of nowhere. Um, and all of a sudden, she has like this vision um, while she's sleeping, and it's of a tree that they had burned a witch on. Um, and when they crack the tree open, there's a like a young girl inside of it, and then her twin, basically that it looks like a, like a corpse of her twin. And the family decides to take it in as their child, and uh, it's actually Emmy and her her dad that we're seeing in this vision. Uh, and she wakes up, and the skin boy starts telling her about the tree, and there's like a meeting going on around that tree right now. It's so creepy because he's. <laughs> Like his talking and a the the art on him is so good because like you can see the ripples in his face and he looks like skin and it, oh, it's so good. Um, and she's like, "How are you there?" And it cuts out and his body, his muscles, are sitting in the tree holding a teddy bear, watching everything. Uh, it's so good. I just keep thinking about a really flaccid penis with this. Uh, this skin, it is, this, it is this pretty skin bad. Thing. It is pretty bad in that sense. Now it's like when you're when you're done and everything's relaxed and just shriveled. It's... <laughs> Except for the glowing eyes part. Yeah. Oh. Um, but she realizes Sorry. that like she's your fine. <laughs> uh, she's possibly in danger, and that the town is talking about killing her because she's a witch. Um. 
and she just runs into the woods. And another young girl meets her there, and they're leading her through the woods together. Um, and she's surrounded by these like fiery ghosts. They call haints, uh, and that's where it you ain't gonna catch me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is this book ramps up real quick. I've actually only read the first volume of this, and I think there's like nine or ten volumes out, um, and it's really different, and it's. It's got like this creepy vibe, but at the same time, I it's the character you're cheering for that's the creepiest out of anybody so far, uh, and and I really like it. Um, I've said it like six times. I will I'll hop into the grading on this though. The art is a nine. I I don't know what it is about this the art like this that I really like with these kind of books. It was the same as the Ice Cream Man where it almost feels like this doesn't look like a horror book. This looks very innocent, like you wouldn't expect um looking it's like at the Hardy artwork. Shit. Yeah, you wouldn't expect what it is. Yeah. Um there's some really creepy imagery it. in here too. I think that goes a long way for the art. Yeah. Like that, one of the last panels, that baby crawling and the thing in the back, like it's yeah. and it's well done. It's very well done. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm gonna give the art. I think I said a nine, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Action. There there really isn't any action. I'm gonna give the action a three. There really isn't anything. There's not. There's like I guess slight suspense of her running away, but there's not anything in this specific issue where I felt like oh my gosh something's gonna like you know what I mean. It was it's just more story, but it, it's setting stuff up. Um. Wow, I forgot my own thing. Well, it's like like action could be interpreted as as suspense. That yeah. uh, that like that bloody handprint on the window there for and, sure. And yeah, that's we like there's we've definitely we've said that before. And this, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna still I'm gonna stay solid on my three on this because okay. some of the issues really ramp up, uh, for sure and get wild, and and blow this one out of the the water in sense of suspense. Um, the the end of this is really suspenseful. I will say that though, <laughs> but story wise, uh, story is a ten. I don't know. I've seen a lot of like you know. There's been witch stories, but just the story of her and how uh, like she was born out of the tree because she's this reincarnated witch. Like them burning her on the tree caused her to be born from it this new person in the same, like she's a whole new person, but she's the same person as she was is basically what they say. Um, and like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like the, the skin boy. Like it's really, the story. Yeah. That really was something. Cool. That was something. Um, so yeah, stories at 10, the dialogue is, is a, a seven. It's pretty standard dialogue. It's nothing special. Um, I like how it's presented but it's nothing special in that sense. So it's a seven. And then rereadability is a six. I I enjoy this book. Um, I definitely would pick it up again, but um, I don't know if it was, is one as much that I would backtrack through issues unless I was like trying to remember something. All right. Um, I might've messed up the math really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have a 35 out of 50 right now. I think that's right. Okay. I accidentally double inputted your story. Uh, my bad. Uh, but yeah, 35 out of 50. <laughs> so, I mean, still passing. It's more than yeah. half. So, not bad. We got some really good books tonight. And, man, you're the main, Mr. Main Event. Main Event Micah. 
Yeah, you. Oh man, I hate I hate being mean because you have to. Because in wrestling, I paint my face and everything. <laughs> you go on last, like like Greg. Like we're going to be on last on the next show. And oh I yeah, am not looking forward to that at all. <laughs> Me I either, because I have to I be on the be... ring truck. <laughs> oh man, oh man, I tell you what, like dude, like I like it where I'm on the first half, so I could I could get all that crap on my face and I could just hang out, have myself a good time. Now going on main. Dude, I'm not looking forward to that. But uh, <laughs> I guess I guess here, main event Mike is a little different from the wrestling shows. Before I get into my last one, I do want to put over that if you are a horror fan, there is a lot out there right now. Yeah. It's not just the ones that we're talking about. Right now, I know there's a very good uh, Evil Dead series that involves uh, Ash, Ash Williams, who is always, he's, looks the, the the artwork in this one is spot on making him look just like bruce campbell as opposed to some of the more hokey comic-y shit they used to do um this uh the series it's uh it's evil dead uh and evil dead versus bubba hotep i have read it on it the has... show you did yep how do you like it i love it <laughs> I read it. It was uh, my Pop Rock pick. I grabbed the random book at Pop oh, Rock. Oh, man. What a fun, fun <laughs> fucking concept. Because have you guys seen Bubba Hotep? I can't no. say. Yeah. Oh, you, so you read this and you have never seen Bubba Hotep. It's, uh, nope. The story behind it is is that Elvis never died. He, the, the guy that died was actually an Elvis impersonator. And this is based on a conspiracy theory that, that Elvis, uh, during his Vegas days, he was like, oh, man. This sucks. Like he just he just wanted to eat. He all he wanted to do was just like eat fried chicken and like and just like screw a bunch of women. He didn't want he didn't want to be Elvis anymore. So he gave the Elvis like passed the crown to an Elvis impersonator who was spot on in looks, moves, voice, everything. And that's the guy that died on the toilet. Okay. Because he liked drugs where the, the real Elvis didn't do drugs. He just had a bad diet. Um, so real, real Elvis is played by, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell. Ironically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, who's living in a, uh, in a nursing home and, also in the nursing home is JFK, who never died. The real JFK is a black guy in a wheelchair. And they face and they go toe-to-toe. You know, something about history. They screwed it up, whatever. Uh, and they go toe-to-toe with this ancient mummy uh, who terrorizes the nursing home. It's awesome. It it's so amazing. good. But That's have, something I'll uh, watch for sure. Yes, definitely watch Bubba Hotep. It's phenomenal. It's one of Bruce Campbell's uh, better roles. Uh Obviously, his best is Ash. Um, but, yeah, there's a whole series on that right now. Um, but my last one here is uh, Joe Hill. You know, if you don't know this, Joe Hill is the son of uh, this fellow by the name of Stephen King. Uh, he's done some horror stuff. Um, Joe Hill made this uh, made this series called Lock and Key. Um, it's God, I love very, this series. So, yeah, chime in anytime you want man because i'm not gonna read a lot of this i'm just gonna kind of breeze through um lock and key is fucking intense um it's very it's very adult it's very uh like i said it's very intense it's two kids they're knocking on they're knocking on someone's door this very attractive middle-aged woman answers uh they're uh they're saying that they're they're kids that went to uh uh 
Mr. Locke's uh, school, like he, Mr. Locke was a guidance counselor in this high school and they were old students and they were just like, Hey, we figured we stop. I say, hi, next thing you know, it pans back to uh to a pickup truck that the kids showed up in. There's a couple dead bodies in the back. Uh, they end up, uh, they end up killing the dad uh, and raping the mom while their kids are just kind of in the backyard. It's a, uh, it's a, a teen boy. Um, I would say what he's like, like six, six, seven, eight, the, yeah. the little boy. And then the sister who's like, I'm going to say like 16, 17, maybe uh, they don't really give ages in here. Um, but it, it gets really intense to where um, uh, the, the older kid ends up and it flashes back and forth. It flashes to now, which is like, uh, there's like the whole uh, um, the funeral thing, and then it keeps flashing back to the murders, um, to where like their dad was killed, their mom was raped, and uh, the kid, the older kid, he ends up, uh, he gets in the house, he sees his dead dad, he runs. The other two kids, they run, they hide. Uh, the killers are kind of stalking them out. Uh, they get lured to the basement. Uh, well, the one guy gets lured to the basement. The older kid, he has uh, he has a brick. He's hiding in the shadows. He beats the holy hell out of the one kid that killed his dad with the gun. Uh, and he shoots. Yeah, he shot his dad in the head, which is it's just intense, man. Um, yeah. So, uh, and well, he shot his shot his dad in the head while the other kid's raping his mom. Um, so he bashes him in the head with this brick over and over and over and over. He doesn't kill him though. Uh, the other kid, uh, the other kid gets killed. He gets distracted. The mom takes an ax to the back of his head. You know, she, she pops, makes you seem like she's dead in the other room. She's not, she, her clothes are ripped ax to the back of the head. This is actually, this is pretty intense shit. Um, now the whole thing is, is that they keep kind of going back and forth about this. This is in San Francisco. Um, they're living out in San Francisco, but there is like this house and it's, I'm going to compare it a little bit to another work by Stephen King, uh, Rose Red. Okay. Uh, this really, really big mansion that, um, that his, his family, his family owned. Um, yeah, Greg, anytime you want to chime in, dude. Yeah. And help, no, and help me out with this. You're, you're actually like pretty dead on everything. And that's why I haven't hopped in. <laughs> so the one kid that survived, uh, it's a year, a year goes by, right? Is it a year? Yeah. It's like a, a year goes by. Um, and they show him in a prison cell and he's talking to a sink full of water and his face is all kinds of fucked up. Um, and he's talking to the sink and it's a woman's face is appearing and he's doing the whole, like, you promised me a new face. You promised this, you promised that, whatever. And uh, the voice in the sink, the lady in the sink is like, and I will keep my promises. Uh, soon all doors will be open and the door to your cell the door to your cell will be the one will be one of the first. And he's like, when, um, and you know, eventually like, uh, as, as this is going on in the prison cell, the, the family, the mom, the guy's brother that was killed, uh, guy's brother, the mom and her three kids, they move into this giant house. The little kid is wandering around and he finds a key to a door, opens up the door, walks through it, turns around and his body is laying on the floor and he realizes that he's a fucking ghost. Uh, oh, that's cool. It's <laughs> really, so really cool. Um, and he's looking back at his lifeless body. Like there was like bugs already going on it. Um, 
he's kind of freaked out by it, but then uh, he doesn't tell anyone about this door. Uh, he kind of has a good time with it. Um, I, and he, it, just to, to let you know, too, it's Lovecraft, Massachusetts. So, you know, like right away, it's going to be weird. You. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for bringing that. I forgot to I forgot to get to that point. I don't know. Did I say Salem? I, I I feel like I said Salem, or I just had it in my head. But yeah, it's 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 loved. It's Lovecraft, Massachusetts, which I pretty Love sure that's it. a made up town. But yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Like I'm a fan of Lovecraftian horror. Uh, it's it's what we like to call thinking man's horror. Thinking oh, yeah. really gets that's, really gets your yeah really gets your noodle working. That's my like my, like the very suspenseful like just weird horror that that's my type like i'm i'm a big fan of oh like psycho, yeah psychological horror that's the word i'm looking for like, but the I thing really about lock that. yeah but the thing about like the series this lock and key is that it has that psychological horror but it also has like your gritty horror too yeah um there's a lot of drama there's a lot of dread in this comic i mean there's not really anything happy in here um you know, I mean, the the, the mom, she's a, a rape victim. She's a widow. The kids, they don't have a dad. Um, and they move into this giant mansion in a whole other town, and they're trying to start, like, a new life and stuff. Um, well, as they're, uh, you know, oh, the kid, he keeps going through that fucking door, and he's basically spying on his whole family. And there's, like, a whole, like, narration through him. Um, and then it goes it, it goes through, um, did you see the Netflix series, uh haunting at hill house it's on my list for this year because it was one that i was saving to start watching i think me and kevin bennett are actually supposed to sit down and watch it together that's adorable um <laughs> it's adorable shout uh, out to kevin bennett who made it a theme song i gave uh yeah. kevin bennett a bunch of uh movies to watch for the month of october and he's going through them and he's been texting me and it's like my favorite thing because he's all these are new to him yeah <laughs> and it, it's i have that whole thing like ah to watch a horror movie through your eyes yeah um <laughs> yeah it's it's very exciting um well anyhow um we'll fast forward a little bit that guy that kid that survived he does get out of jail and he does go across country to find this family because he has to finish the job which is to kill them but it's why does he have to kill him? What's possessing him? Uh, we're not going to worry about that right now. We're going to worry about how he actually got there. And that was from a truck driver whose dick he sucked across country. <laughs> yep. Yep. I guess I should rewind a bit. He does break out of prison uh, with, the, <laughs> with, the help of, uh, with the help of the sink ghost. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, he blows this trucker. He gets cross country. And I'm just going to kind of leave it at that because if, if I give too much of this, it's going to spoil, it's going to spoil it. Uh, and, and this but, comic does do a really good job at applying, like implying a lot of that stuff. And that's one of the things I like about it. Like as someone, like, like you said, like a lot of horror has like a ton of nudity and sexual stuff in it. And I, I've said before, it's something I, I just don't watch. And so, yeah. but I love horror and this comic does such a good job at, <laughs> like implying that stuff they don't and, show it yeah yeah and leaving it yeah. to like oh oh and but they it, it's so funny to me though because they don't hold anything back when it comes to the freaking gore <laughs> like, that's the thing it's uh less is more when it comes to the other stuff but when it comes yeah. to the gore it's pretty grotesque yeah uh yeah, this is a good story, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of uh, – there's a good supernatural element. There's the family dealing with the death of their father. 
and also trying to figure out why they're at this house. There's something that uh, one of the kids, they overhear uh, the dad who's is a, it's one of the it, it plays a lot on flashbacks. And that's why I brought up Haunting at Hill House. Haunting at Hill House, it has, I think, uh, five, five or six family members and. It, every episode kind of breaks down their point of view, right. stuff that happened prior, stuff that's happening now. And that's kind of how this is. It follows the mom. It follows the uh, the youngest. It follows the daughter. And it follows uh, it follows the oldest uh, the, the oldest child who is, is the most tormented um, of them all. Um, it's really good. And like I said, it's that whole supernatural element going on too. Why is the kid able to astral plane and leave his body why is there some kind of spirit demon whatever that wants this family dead why was there a loud bong noise just now <laughs> damn facebook notification is that what that was yeah i okay. think so i don't know if it, i don't know if it comes through actually on the actual recording no oh, okay <laughs> i think what what's so scary too about this is like the monster isn't scary it's that freaking kid like the kid just wastes everybody with like just this like blank look on his face every time, and he's not I'm, doing it in like yeah. a calm way. No, I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, and that's kind of a it's it's not a bad area by any means, but there's a it is kind of country bumpkin in a lot of uh, in a lot of the suburbs, and I actually I went to school with kids that remind me of this kid, um, you know, so it's kind of it, yeah. It's, there are people that hold no emotion, uh, sociopath stuff. Um, and it just, uh, I feel like that's what, that's what, uh, this, the spirit preyed on this kid because, uh, she knew he was weak and knew easy to manipulate and wouldn't think twice and knew he was a sociopath and wouldn't think twice about killing this family. Um, yeah, but it's uh, Joe Hill does a great job. Joe Hill is an excellent author. Um, but yeah, this is lock and key. Lock and key. All right. Yeah. Let's rate it. Artwork, my friend. Everything 10 except for the artwork. Oh, yeah? Okay. I actually don't like how anyone's drawn in here. Okay. I, I, I don't can totally like get behind that. that. It's it's the uh it, it's drawn where like here, let me let me show you, Matt. Um so here's here's the dad. Look how big and like big and burly he is right there, right? Pretty like, big and burly. I don't I, with the with the tiny face. Um, I yeah. I they they really emphasize on the grieving in their faces too. Um, so here's the teen boy that uh, that bashes the guy's face in with the brick, right? Right, right. He's huge. That's like that's like you. Yeah, um, yeah, but like. I not just proportionate don't not stuff. Not saying you're not proportionate. No, I, <laughs> I just I don't I don't like here's a here's a goth kid that they draw in here. He they, looks like he Buzz looks, Lightyear. Like he looks like a yes, yes, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, he looks like Buzz Lightyear. But this goth kid that they draw in here, he looks like one of the fucking goth kids from South Park. Yes, <laughs> like uh, I this stupid. It's it's I don't I don't particularly care for this artwork. I don't like the way he draws faces. Um. Here, here's a good. Uh, here's two people crying. I hate that. I hate those faces, uh, hate the where they're like they're biting, they're biting their bottom lip. Oh uh, yeah. The dialogue is fantastic. Um, the dialogue is absolutely fantastic. The story is fantastic. I just wish they had a different artist for it. 
and yeah. nothing is like I like how the house is drawn. I like how the rooms are drawn. Just the characters themselves. I don't. I just don't like that style. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give that like a, what did I say a number? You gave. You said it was perfect except the art. You haven't given a number yet. Four. You gave it a four. Everything okay. else is. You know what? Fuck that. Two. 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 Okay. I I really don't like how anyone's drawn. Okay. I don't like their hands. I I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm really picky with that. That's fair. Um, but. Everything else, I think, is phenomenal. Uh, uh, Oh, you know what? I take back on that. Uh, The reread, rereadability. Yeah. Take that down to like a five. You know, five? Yeah. Once you kind of figure everything out, it's one of those things you're not going to go back and read again. It's like 39. All right. I think. All right. Wait. I think that's 37. Okay. 37. Yeah. You agree with me, Greg? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Like, there's some of the art I'm just not crazy about. Um, the only place I might bump the art a little bit is like the uh, drawing of the gore and stuff. He does a really good job with. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, that is, that's pretty cool. Um, but I agree I mean, with you. Like, I'm not crazy. One more, like the dude, like the you, you got to sit and you got to like 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 have this trucker have an orgasm while he's getting blown by this kid. Like, you know, like it's 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 tough to do. I understand that, <laughs> but like. But like I, I just don't I don't feel what this guy's feeling. I should feel yeah. what he's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't um, feel like a trucker having an orgasm. <laughs> no, man. It's like you should put yourself there. You know that trucker's going, Come on now, dude. I've been on the road for a long time. Give me them that here. You know, get them. <laughs> you know, a little lot lizard there, you're gonna get in my car, I'm gonna drive your cross country, you're about to be my dear. <laughs> you just got freaking possessed by Clayton T. McAllister. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh but uh, so I'm going to say is that if I am going to recommend lock and key, but I'm not going to say go out and maybe buy it. I'm going to say find someone that has it and borrow it. Yeah, it okay. is uh, a comiXology book as well. So if you have Amazon Prime and comiXology, I think you can get like the first two volumes for free. I'm helping you out, all right? <laughs> he's he's still in you. trucker mode. He's still in I'm trucker mode. You. Come on over here. Greg, I'm going to give you a ride across country now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> have you, quick, quick, have you ever read um, Jughead, The Hunger? It was one of our first books we read on this show. Have you ever read it? No. It's That's amazing. That's a part of I you think you would read like. it. Yeah? Yeah. Also, Jughead. RT Afterlife. Jughead. Who it's, does, a dark, uh, it's a much darker taste than like, does, Jughead. So this is like the Archie and like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. yeah. There's I re- Jug- we recommend it. It was There's good. Jughead the Hunger, Afterlife with Archie, which I'll be reading very soon on the show, uh, Blossom 666, and Vampironica. And they're all like horror takes in the Archie world. Um, because that's what Riverdale, Riverdale brought around. But it's it's like really good it's really fun and afterlife with archie will be probably what i read next week um so you'll get a taste of that as well it's it's so much fun it's very gory and you wouldn't expect it perfect nice 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 yeah man i'll check that out yeah oh i i recommend it too do you have it i i we did it online oh you did it online okay send me a link to that man absolutely got it yeah micah my Mm. man Thank you so much for coming on today. Dude, I'm sorry. I, I had so much to cover here. I, That's not I, a bad thing, was this, was this a little too long of an episode? This was the perfect uh, episode. I'm all about yeah. it. You're the perfect episode. Oh, yeah. I'm going to punch you so you... hard in the face in November. <laughs> no, no. It's, yeah. That's you pulling punches, too, you fucking <laughs> meat hooking son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you know it's fake, right? <laughs> oh. uh, 
It's real to me. It's real to you. Uh, <laughs> guys, if you if you like me, if you like me, listen to my podcast, The Terror Trio. Yes. We're on every platform. We're on Spotify, all that stuff. Follow us on follow my my shit on Twitter, uh Terror Trio Cast. Uh got on Facebook Twitter. page too, correct? Yeah, that one's uh just the Terror Trio. Um Instagram is uh Terror Trio Podcast and like I said, Twitter is Terror Trio Cast. Um, give us give us a follow uh, if you like horror movies. Definitely listen. We're not your average horror movie podcast. Uh, Which is good. I listen to. I've tried listening to other horror podcasts, and I fucking can't. It's so boring. Yeah. Uh, horror. Some horror. Those guys that do that stuff are kind of snooty. And they just sit and break a movie down. I have heard I, that before. Yeah, I don't like to do that. I like to have a good time. There's three of us. It's uh, my buddy Eugene, my wife Drew. Uh, and there's a lot of good banter on there and all that shit. So, so check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's yeah. it's good stuff. It's it's good to have somebody who covers that kind of in our area, especially one that I know too. Yeah, it's a yeah. cool. It's a, it's a cool like niche podcast that, I mean. Yeah, there there may be a lot, but yours stands out quite a bit, which Thanks, is a man. great thing. Um, yeah, and I'm sure. all about supporting that stuff. Um, I do want to yeah. quickly shameless oh, plug myself as well uh, and the network, and Matt is involved. Uh, uh, heck yeah. But keep an, <laughs> keep an eye out. Uh, I think it will be up after this episode, but BICBP Radio Network will be launching a new podcast called Podcasters. So if you like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, come join us. We take a little trip to Nazi Germany, um, and it's a ton of fun. I'm I'm the DM, and Matt was one of our players, as well as a couple of the other uh, uh, casters and hosts from the BICP Radio Network. ZICP Radio BP yes, from our network, from our network, and it it was a ton of fun to record. So uh, yeah, I uh, so my wife recently got into Dungeons and Dragons. It's wild. Yeah, uh, so she, we have she has guests on the show time. all the time. We're gonna have guests on the show all the time. So I'll have her on, man. <laughs> Dude, it was it was something. I, I I really enjoyed it. I don't know what I was in for. Yeah. When, but yeah, mind blown, mind so, blown. Matt, how many how many of these do you do? You have this. Oh, you have the two point conversation. Yep. Um, which I'm embarrassed how long it took me to get that. <laughs> it's, it's tricky for some people. Yeah, I am actually really. I was just like I'm going to say a couple weeks ago, where I went, uh, you you listed them, and I went, oh, like a conversion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, I mean, I have like six right now, but I, I, I had six prior. I cut back, then I regained. Cause, I don't know, just my schedule is like crazy. But right yeah. now, it's it's the best it's ever been. Um, but I do have the panel discussion. I have two point conversation. I have the section six wrestle cast, which is local high school wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Harley cafe, which is our pro wrestling one. We have, uh, you're doing a great job on commentary on the shows, by the way. I appreciate that. I absolutely I, I, love your commentary. I, yeah, I try to be, I was really nervous and I still am because Cody, my co-host is, or co-commentator is awesome he's so intense and i'm just trying to keep up with them and <laughs> it's a good dynamic yeah and i appreciate yeah. that very much that means a lot because yeah that's no when i when i go back and i watch the shows I, I enjoy your commentary thank you yeah it's really good thank uh, you keep it up man uh dude keep keep doing this stuff man this is uh this seems to be really you're, you're really good at this i appreciate you got a great it. voice for it man thank greg, you. greg you're okay too uh, <laughs> Oh, all but of us got to man this is the you know if you ever decide to bump it up to a seven 
and do a Star Wars one. You let me know. We're doing okay. We're doing one of the other podcasts that I have uh, is called Retro Pop. Excuse me, Retro Pop, and we're actually doing Star Wars this weekend. So shit, really? Yeah, that's super cool. Um, yeah, because yeah, I'm one of those uh, Star Wars one. It's more than just obviously. I'm more than just your horror guy. Yeah, I'm actually, this is I kind of you got layers. You're like an like an like an onion. Like yeah. an onion. Uh, <laughs> man, oh man, I tell you what. Hey, when it comes to Star Wars, the books, the lore, the comics, all that stuff. Since this is uh, oh, have you guys read the new Darth Vader stuff that they had? I didn't do the new Darth Vader, but I did the one. Uh, oh, this, it was like the, the little spinoff ones with each individual character got a story. Age of Republic. Yeah, yeah, Age yes. of Republic. Yeah. yeah. Um, Age of Republic actually wasn't as good as the Vader one. Okay. Vader the down Vader is one super had... good. What's that? Vader down. It's super good. Vader down is really good, dude. Vader down is <laughs> mad good. But the, uh, the, uh, the Vader comics that come, that happened right after revenge of the Sith. Um, uh, there is, I think like, like, 12 issues like that that's right after revenge of the sith and then it fast forwards five years um and it goes to issue 25 it goes like everything like how he gets his uh his kyber crystal oh really for his uh for his red blade it explains now this the new do you know about the new canon uh with with kyber no so sith they used to use back in legends they had synthetic crystals uh that they made they had to uh it was it was a very long and very dangerous process okay um which also made them stronger than uh than the jedi's uh sabers because there was all this extra bullshit that went into them. <laughs> um in this and i actually like this more than the legend side is that they take a jedi's crystal and they put all their hate into it okay all of their hate and all their all of their emotion uh and that's also a dangerous process and you'll see, if you read this you see what vader has to go through and how deep he has to go um and uh you know he's such a tormented character i mean i have vader i i love the uh, vader character is he, that the, I, the dark visions vader where he like straight up is like riding a horse with a shield no no oh, oh that yeah 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 that's that's one of them but that's it's uh it's not dark visions uh it's Jesus that's one man. of the that's one of the variant covers i think of like the one of the first like five issues i know what you're talking about it's fucking sweet though um <laughs> but the uh uh to 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 why the sith have red sabers is that they they put all their hate noon and everything and it actually makes the crystal bleed really? because kyber is alive you know it's like uh it's oh, cool it's like yeast how yeast is alive <laughs> that's what kyber crystals are. they 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 feel things uh yeah so i'm so, oh man i'm rambling i'm sorry dude you're okay you know what um because obviously the new star wars movie comes out this year very December. excited about it would you want to come on for a star wars comic episode i would love a star wars comic episode perfect man. you that are you time. are officially invited we'll do it we would love to have you on yeah yeah dude you're awesome oh man thank you're you awesome yeah uh I don't know when the exact release date for episode nine is, but plan on it the week it's before. December seventeenth, tw- twentieth, somewhere around somewhere there. Somewhere around there. Or somewhere. So it's right before Christmas. Perfect. So right around then, be prepared. Star Wars oh, Comic man. Book Day. December twenty. <laughs> December twenty. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There we go. So there's that. You have that to look forward to. Everybody, thank you so much. On behalf of Micah, Greg, and I, we appreciate you and your listenership. And we'll talk to you next week right here on the Discussion. Thank you.